I'm very impressed with your stuff. I did a little bit of a oh god, a watch the other. I'm like, wow. I don't. I'm not. What What is payday? <laughs> Can you tell me what payday is? You see, if I make that the intro, you're going to have about three viewers now. <laughs> oh no, no. I uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I swear. <laughs> what is a payday? I've never. Been I know paid. what pay. I'm a payday. I'm payday's number one fan. Yeah, exactly. I know what, what is a payday. <laughs> not gonna lie, unless unless something funny happens, that's probably gonna be the intro now. You've 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 sealed the deal yeah. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Please, everyone, listen. I swear this episode is going to be fun. We're going to have a great chat. Hello, and welcome back to the Redcast. I'm your host, Troy, also known as Red Archer Live, and welcome back to my show, all about exploring the world of entertainment through video games, content creation, music, acting, and much, much more. As always, this episode was available 48 hours early for everyone who supports me over on my Patreon page before the public release on both YouTube and Spotify. And if you'd like to become a patron, just head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Red Archer Live and pledge as little as a dollar to get the early access to the show. And just like last week, we're going to be opening this episode by reading a featured review from the previous episode of the podcast. And our featured review this week comes from NC97, who wrote, It's very nice to have a somewhat casual podcast. Most tend to come across as boring and hyper-professional. I'm glad to hear you're really enjoying the podcast, NST. Thank you very much for leaving that comment. It's greatly appreciated. But either way, let's get into episode six. And in this episode, we're going to be taking a very Doctor Who-centric focus, as my guest this week is a Doctor Who YouTuber. This guy is based in Australia with a back catalogue of videos going back even further than my first upload, and he's here to talk about his origins with YouTube, and then mainly get into a big discussion about the show itself. So it's time to give a warm welcome to this week's guest, it's Crispy Pro. How you doing, dude? I'm alright. How are you, Troy Red Archer Live? <laughs> that didn't sound stilted at all. <laughs> Sorry, was that, was that, is that your, is that your full birth name? <laughs> Yes, yes, I was born Troy Red Archer Live. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Archer Lives, what a what a fantastic family they are. Oh yeah, we're, we're really we're really famous back over in the UK, you know. Oh yeah, so we we don't we don't uh, know much over here in Australia. We don't get much from overseas, really. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. Well, just just know you're talking to a slow. No, I can't. I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What's well, this? Is off to a great start. <laughs> Oh, we, we're doing well. We're doing very well. We're Come doing... on, back on track. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So, how about we start things off first off? How about you talk a little bit about your channel and introduce it to people who don't know you? Okie dokies. Well, um, hello everyone. My name is Crispy Pro and I make videos on Doctor Who. I've been doing it for about seven years and I do all weird and wonderful variations of Doctor Who videos. We've had theories and discussions and Taylor Swift music video parodies and rankings and oh just it's just a fun time really. Yep and that's it. <laughs> is everyone sold on my channel yet? I mean, everyone is. I want to know about the Taylor Swift thing. I mean, I've watched your videos for a little bit now, and I've, I think, I'm, I think I've, you've mentioned that before about doing song parodies in like one of your more recent videos. But I haven't seen it. Care to explain that first? You haven't, you haven't seen the Taylor Swift. That's the one thing anyone wants to talk to me about my channel. Well, maybe it's good wow. that I haven't seen it. Okay. Then. Yeah. No. No. You'll. Um. I hope you like it. Um. So basically, it started. I was at. I was at. Um college um and taylor swift just dropped that song look what you made me do and we were just joking and i was like oh wouldn't it be funny if there was like a doctor who parody called um look look what who made me do oh no and then we kind of looked at each other and we spent the whole weekend filming this parody and i mean 
I'm not usually proud of a lot of the stuff I do, but that one I was like, hey, that's got a bit of pizzazz. I'm all right with that. So yeah, um, if you want to check that out in your own time, uh, please be my guest. I, I, I'd say I'd give it a link in the description, but I worry that it might be, it might not be a good idea to leave that in the description. That sounds... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, if, I've it, if it happens to oh. be in your suggested, then click on it. <laughs> Trust me, I've got my own stuff to be embarrassed about. My first payday video was a mess, and it's something that I've talked to you before with on the other podcast. It's it's basically a meme at this point. It was called Bank Heist 101, and it was very, very bad. Mm. And I literally now get comments on some how, videos. How, how, long ago, how long ago was it? How oh, long god. ago was um, your um, first payday video? Ooh, four and a half years ago, I think. I need to look up the date. That's actually... Wow! So you've had your you've had your channel for four and a half years. I've had it for about six. Oh, but what what were you doing before payday? I was I was what we call a, a variety YouTuber. Oh, one of those variety. Did you do a, like a cinnamon challenge or something? Oh no no no! Like still variety gaming stuff. No, I didn't. I didn't oh quite okay, that thank far. goodness. <laughs> I, I was like I was like, well, how how YouTube are we talking here? Yeah, no no no, not not that mainstream. Um... <laughs> No, that's the thing now. It, start, it started a whole meme about Bank Ice 101 being like the best thing I've ever done. And I'll get comments now being like, this video is great, but have you seen Bank Ice 101? Or this video is really good, but it's it's no Bank Ice 101. Like, I literally get those <laughs> a lot. Like, like, it started because of this podcast and it hasn't stopped yet and it worries me. I mean, never mind the fact that I read out a, a featured review from every episode. If all the comments are just Bank Heist 101, then you're forcing your hand to switch one I have to read. Yeah. <laughs> May, oh, May 2015. There we go. May 2015. So that's about four and a half years ago, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's now got Very 800 good. views. Wow. <laughs> More people are definitely going back to watch that. That worries me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it to 1,000, folks. Come on. Just, like, see, like, 300 views and there's just spike. Just jump. Just everyone give, check yeah. it out. <laughs> oh, God. But no, so we, we've both got our, our share of, I guess, questionable stuff. I'm going to definitely watch that Taylor Swift thing soon. And um, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's there's two. There are two Taylor Swift parodies. You did say I did parodies. One last yes. year. What was the other song that you parodied? Um, yeah, uh, it's like, it's not one of Taylor's best. Sorry, Taylor, if you listen to this. Um, I, I really but, don't think she uh, is. Oh, look, honestly, we don't know what she likes, but she could like Payday. I mean, she's one of the richest women in entertainment so she's definitely got a payday if you know what i mean but <laughs> stop um it was that taylor swift song um uh, it's called me and you know, me he he ooh, ooh, ooh. that's fantastic you know it? that's it, fantastic it got to number two on the charts do you know that one do i you don't know, know that one no i don't oh okay well anyway i did a parody to that and it's basically about my like doctor who obsession being like, um, uh, I can't even remember how it goes now. That's pretty bad. Um, it's such an important oh, video like, for me. Oh, I it can't was like, it, it was like, um, it was like, uh, I don't know what to do when Doctor Who's not on TV or something like that. Anyway, so yeah, we've spent the first half of this talking about Taylor Swift parodies. I swear, there's more to my channel than just Taylor Swift parodies. Well, we're really selling that angle because that angle is going to get the most interest. Yeah, <laughs> we don't care about Doctor Who news and theories. We just want to know about your Taylor Swift. No, parties. not not up to date stuff. You know, you know, people say things always come in threes. So, what's the next song going to be? Oh well, I don't know. I, I'm. It's, it's 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 funny because everyone's like, "Oh, Crispy must be like a huge Taylor Swift fan." I'm really not. The, it was just the first song that "Look What You Made Me Do." We, I was like, we should. We could make that into a parody, and then I did the second Taylor Swift one and dug myself into a hole there, because like I'm definitely, if I had to name anyone as my favorite like pop artist, it, it's Katy Perry, and that's like a polar opposite to Taylor Swift. So, 
a fun fact. I don't usually tell people about that, but you know what? You're getting the inside scoop. The inside scoop on your love of Casey Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) If we learn nothing else today, that's what we've learned. I'm very grateful. That's the one. (laughs) That is the one. Admittedly, I'm not a big Katy Perry fan, but I'll give it to you. That's fair. I think Raw was enough to put me off her, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, that, that song um, lived on the radio for a bit too long, one would say. Uh, yeah, it, it, it pulled up a tent and it didn't move for a long time and it just got very frustrating. Did you know that it's the most, it's the most viewed female music video ever? Is it? Wow, I actually yeah, did not like know three, that. it's got like three point something billion views. Well, that explains why I'm not a fan of it then. I've heard it far too much. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly. Fair enough then. Right, so how did you get started then when you made your first videos? Like, why, why Doctor Who? Well, actually, I wanted my channel to be very much variety gaming like yourself. Oh, really? Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. So I started off... Um, because one of my mates in my, like, grade 10 class, we were just like, you know what, we should just make YouTube channels and go viral. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's that easy. How do we do that? And we're like, oh, let's, it's like, oh, games. We just got to play some games. And so I did a few video. I did, like, Slender, you know, the typical. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I did one of the Doctor Who Adventure games. Okay. And that got, like, 100 views. And I was like, wow, this is, this is it. <laughs> we are going to do Doctor Who until I die. <laughs> That's um, literally me with payday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, I did, I did been doing YouTube for like three years. And I did one video talking about, oh, payday 2 on Xbox is getting a new update. Here's the details. And he got like a couple of thousand views, which was like, like I had about a thousand subs at the time or something. And I was like, oh my God, that just, that just did really well. Okay, more of this. Okay, cool. And then it just went on from there. <laughs> That is, that is, I mean, that's the formula. That's, that's the spark. That's the initial spark that you need. Yeah, you do the variety until something explodes and then you ride that until you die. Quite simple. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sell the hell out. Um, no, I, uh, oh yeah. And then straight after I did the, um, like Doctor Who adventure games, I was like, okay, well, I have one of the theories on one of the companions, Clara. Um, and so I posted that. And then that got like over a thousand views, much similar to your situation. I was like, Ooh. oh my gosh, I can do this. And then right after that, I was like, okay, I'll do a video called Top 5 Clara Theories. And that video currently sits on 182,000 views. Oh God, is it, so it's like one of your biggest videos then? From seven years ago, from seven years ago. That's mad. <laughs> and it, I filmed it on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> very professional, very, very professional. Yeah. Yeah, oh, very professional. But yeah, I was like, what? What is going on? But yeah, no, the Who community on- online is is massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. And they are a very, very loud community when they want to be. But I mean, I'll say a, a majority, 99% of my time on YouTube has been a very, very enjoyable experience. And I've met so many cool people through it. Yeah, no, it, it is good. I mean, I don't know how many... Like, I don't even know who the biggest Doctor Who YouTuber is. Like, there might be a big channel I've never heard of, but it seems like... The people like you and Ace Creeper, etc., kind of like the big, the big names out there. To be honest, um, we we have um, I've got a group chat with Ace Creeper and the Who Addicts, mm. um, called like Ace Crispy Addicts or something dumb. Anyway, <laughs> fantastic. Um, and so yeah, no, we 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 all stay we all stay in contact. But I think probably one of the bigger ones is 
um, Council of Geeks. Do you know Council of Geeks? Oh, I think I've actually heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they have some excellent excellent stuff. Um, but I mean, like, we I mean, we, we don't really do it to to get big. We're just lucky enough that enough people want to listen to our opinions on Doctor Who. Exactly. Yeah, you do it for like yeah the enjoyment rather than. You know, as, as you said, let's make a video and go viral. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the formula. That's what I, I write that down was that on a easy. piece of paper just before I start filming. It's just a big a big friendly button and you hit it and it just goes, the video just explodes. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly it. I'm going to be making lots of very subtle references like that's Doctor Who. And if anyone I know, yeah. I got it. I got good, it. Good, that's, good. That's if anyone to else gets of the those, TARDIS, you know? Don't worry about it. <laughs> very, very, very subtle ones I'll try. And then some will be really, yeah. really blunt, but you know. I'll I'll, t- I'll see if I can get the episode <laughs> when you say them. I'm just going to... If you throw them into conversation, I'm just going to halt the conversation and say, oh, that was the Pandorica opens. Yeah, literally. No, that, that'll be it. That'll be perfect. Be- <laughs> All right. That's a challenge. All right. Oh, let's do it. Oh, God. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, 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 oh there we go. Oh, I know that one. That. I know that one. <laughs> I literally did that one whilst we were prepping for this. That's that's just... Yeah. That's not... <laughs> It's just part of you that was accidental. wasn't even meant to be. I mean, let's face it. Chris Fraggleson being a part of you is really not all that bad. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely not. How he's coming back. He takes back. up a majority oh. of my heart. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. I've never listened to any Doctor Who audio dramas ever before, but him coming Neither. back. Neither. Yeah, yeah, but I will yeah. give it a go for Eccleston. <laughs> I think Big Finish have got all their money coming in for this one because they're going to be like, there's going to be so many yeah. people checking us out now because Christopher Eccleston. They'll, ke- they'll be quids well, in. Well, I mean, they would have they had to fork out some coin because... The man refused to be in the 50th anniversary, but was like, you know what, big finish in this paycheck, for sure. It sounds as though, from what I've read, that he went to like a couple of conventions at the start of the year and then just like started to clock that people really were not letting him go and how much like he meant to them. And he kind of went, okay, maybe it is time to go back there. It sounded like he just kind of softened on the idea, which if that's the case, then hopefully big finish is kind of like going to be a bridge to the 60th. Because my God. Oh my gosh, back. I didn't even think about this. If, if he is softening up that. overall and he gets a good response on Big Finish, which let's face it, is a done deal already just from the announcement, mm. then my God, if they bring him back, oh. Exactly. Imagine all the... That's all something else. That's, you've just, I mean, six, who knows? you've just given me a, a video idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, I'm here all night. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to write all that down and then just beside it say... Make a video and go viral. As, as long as, long as in Sold. the video you go, I got this idea whilst chat testing on the redcast. Go watch it and then link it. <laughs> yeah, go watch it. Oh, of course, of course, good, of course. Good, good, good. Glad to hear it. There you go. I we talked wait. about payday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all he describes just like, what is a payday? I've never had one before. What, has someone described what a payday is? Yes, is I, that I've a Taylor done. Swift parody? No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop. No, don't do that because then people can ask me to do payday Taylor Swift parodies. Let's not go down that road. I'm not opening that one. Oh, that's. I feel like that's dangerous. No, no, no. You're, <laughs> there's only so many Taylor Swift parodies that can be made. Oh, exactly. And I'm not going to be one to make one. So, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Alright, I, I guarantee you though, as soon as the Chris Ferguson episodes come out on Big Finish, I guarantee you, you watch, there'll be a massive sale across all the Doctor Who stuff, because they know if they put everything on offer as soon as Chris comes out, everyone will be like, right, I'm going to buy all oh, the yeah. audio dramas now, I want all of them, give me everything. Give me everything. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited, I'm not quite sure, I think that drops sometime next year. I think, it's, I think they start in May, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, wow. I considered chilling out for the vinyls, but that's still like 100 plus pounds, I'm like... 
I think I might just stick to the <laughs> pounds. Pounds as well. That's that's two two hundred Australian bucks there, mate. Yeah, because Australian dollars are like almost like it's like almost twice British pounds in conversion. It's wild. Yeah, because I bought like <laughs> I bought conveniently a Doctor Who custom made coat. I bought off eBay was from Australia, and I looked at the price and went, "My God, that's really expensive." Then went, "Oh, it's Australian dollars. That's not." Then went, "Hang on a hang on a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not too bad. It's alright. That's us. That's us. We're just we're just cheap cheap people over here. I'm kidding." <laughs> Australia is where it's at. I love Australia. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I wouldn't have thought you'd like Australia, only because you live there. Oh, yeah. No, I've only lived here my whole life. Hey, you, just, but... <laughs> you just sit there like, okay, Australia, I want to get out of here right now. Get me out, oh, oh, get, get me out of here. Get me... No. Australia, Australians are a lot of fun. We're very chill. We're very chill people. I, I, I imagine Come most... visit when you can. <laughs> I don't know about American people, but I imagine most UK listeners who are listening to this, probably when they think of Australia, one of the first things that comes to mind is I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Because that is just like the definitive australia thing in the uk have you ever heard of it wait as in like do you watch the australian version well i don't know about that but is there an, if there's an australian version then you will have heard of it there you go yeah yeah no i i know i know the i know the show yeah i know the uk what, one goes uh, to australia colin baker was on it oh do they go to australia yeah well they haven't this year they're going to a castle in wales because of covid but <laughs> 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 they've really they've really downscaled a little bit but normally it's in it's in the australia in australia yeah wow I did not know that. No, you don't have to get out of Australia. I'm a celebrity. Let's live in Australia for a bit. Wait, so, so a where, do, where do the people go when I'm a celebrity in Australia? Where do they go to? I think they go... That's actually a really, really good question. I've never watched the show, oh. <laughs> but I know there is an Australian version. Um, what's the name? What's the name of... Geordie Shaw was on there. Um, uh, I don't... No, no, no I... Don't nothing? I, I mean, uh, that's all... That's the only person i recognized from the three episodes of geordie shore i watched um <laughs> but anyway uh i did not know that they went to australia that's really funny no but that's well i mean uh, john barman was on it in oh my god which which season was it it was and he was in australia and he was in australia and it was two years ago i think he, he got he got second place and i had no idea about this and you had no idea i don't know if there's any way he you was on seasons he back. was on my soil he was wow <laughs> Vegetable term. Oh, um, my, I feel honoured. I feel honoured. You should do. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether it's, it's a good idea to slide in that I've met him because I have, and it was very nice. Oh, okay, okay. Oh wow. What? When was it at a convention? No, it was. He he, he did um he did uh like a kind of a, a UK tour where he did like all sorts of stuff. He he talked about like his his roles. He did like singing. He did all sorts. It was kind of like a a John Barman variety show type thing, and it was literally just called Fabulous because he's an icon. Oh, that's that's brilliant. That is brilliant. I managed to get a VIP pass to go backstage and meet him. There were a few people there, and he, he was taking selfies with everybody, and it was just—it was wild. It was such good fun. That is unreal. I, I was—I was, was not—I was not okay for like two days after. Wow! I was just like, oh my god! Wow! What an honor! Oh, it would be so cool. You I, say I'll, that. I'll try and—I'll try and get that on a, a bucket list, bucket list item you see, to meet John Barrowman. You, we have got something in common here in the way that we both want to meet people that each other have met because you have met Peter Capaldi. It would yeah. be my ultimate dream of somebody to meet because, oh my god, I love that man with all of my heart and I have never met him and I desperately oh, want to. As do I. Do you, do, you want me to, do you want me to tell you how it happened? Yes, let, let's let's share those stories. <laughs> we seem to be going down that okay. road. Let me, let me take you back to 2014. Um, Peter Capaldi's first episode, Deep Breath, is about to air. But before they do that, they go on the Doctor Who world tour. Mm. Um, now, the... ABC, which is the Australian Broadcast Centre, 
Um, it's I don't know. It's one of our TV channels here. Anyway, yeah. they had a competition um, when you had to submit a piece of fan art or fan work um, as to why you heart heart the doctor. And so I was in grade nine, grade nine, grade eleven. Let's just say grade ten. Oh, um, I'm watching. Oh, you mentioned this in the video. Oh no, I know what's coming. Yeah, so I made I made a I made a silly little music video called "I Heart Heart the Doctor," and it was a rap, and no one's ever let it go. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it did. It didn't. It didn't win the competition. Someone else won that ABC competition. To, like the, when you when you win the competition, you got to fly out and go to the Doctor Who World Tour. But the video somehow managed to make it into the hands of the BBC, who were coming along and you know doing the whole event, and were like, "Hey, we like your we like your star. Would you like to film some promotional um, stuff with us? Like, we'll fly you down to Sydney, um, and we'll get you like front row seats for the episode. Um, we'll get you accommodation, all that." I'm like, "Oh, heck yeah! Like, You're I'm joking. not gonna pass that up. That's mental." So so I got. I, I go there and I, I like meet all the um, like the BBC people. Um, shout out Chris and Alex. Um, still stay in contact with them somewhat. Um, and yeah, they were just absolutely lovely. And we filmed um, like some interviews with all the fans, talking about their episodes, talking about what they're hoping for um, the season. And then um, watch the episode and like it's oh, it's my first ever like you know exclusive preview. So everything was just bigger and better and incredible. And then um, I was with my auntie because I had to have a legal guardian with me at the time, and we went to the we, we went to the we went to the snack bar and we got an ice cream, being like, "Wow, what an excellent day!" And then the um, BBC guy Alex was like, "Hey, throw that ice cream in the bin." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Throw your ice cream in the bin." I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, "You want to come backstage and meet Capaldi?" I'm like, "Get out!" I'm like, "Get out!" How ma- how many people in the world can be like, "Oh yeah." Straight after I watched the Doctor's first episode, I got to go backstage and meet him. Anyway, so we get we get backstage. I walk past Jenna Coleman's um, like dressing room, and she's just there looking gorgeous, doing her makeup. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what the hell? This is strange. And then I get into Peter Capaldi's dressing room, and he's not there. I'm like, oh, what the heck? And then I turn around, and he's like, hello, Crispy. I'm like, get <laughs> out, get out. No, what he, the heck? He did not and then, say hello, and then, Crispy. No way. Oh, that was his first words to me. Hello, Crispy. I'll never forget it. I'll absolutely never forget it. Oh my god! It. And then we we just chat. We just chatted about life. He was like, "How's school? How's everything?" Um, he, they said the show ran overtime because he was um, too busy talking to me. Like they went overtime for the show. <laughs> anyway, that is um, quite the flex. That is such a flex, and yet that is amazing. Yeah. Um. No, I, 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 one of the most surreal moments of my life. But yeah, we we just chatted, and he he watched the. I heart heart the doctor video, so that's oh, a, God. <laughs> that's a highlight of my life. No, but the actual highlight of my life from that whole thing, he was like, "You look, you 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 look kind of like Matt Smith." And I'm like, "Get out! <laughs> what the heck? Get out!" Um, but yeah, so that I mean, that was I'll never I'll never ever forget that. Um, I would be surprised if you did. Unreal, and uh, you know, shout out to the BBC for being so kind and you know, making this kids dream come true i'm ridiculously jealous now you you want to meet john barman i want to meet peter capaldi done have you met anybody else from doctor who um i have i have indeed um the year after they had the doctor who festival yeah that went that was in the uk i think as well i think it might have just been in the uk and, and australia 
anyway, so they, they set up this massive thing in Australia. They had like all the props from the show. And then they had a bunch of cast doing, doing panels. It was basically just a Doctor Who Comic-Con. It was awesome. Um, but I, they were trialing out, it was some, the BBC were trialing out some live stream software. I can't remember what it was called, but anyway, I did all these live interviews with a bunch of the cast of Doctor Who. Um, I interviewed, uh, Mark Gatiss. Ooh. Um, do you know, you know, Mark Gatiss, like, uh, yeah. Sherlock's brother and Sherlock. No, yeah. S- star of, star of my favorite episode of as, as a child, the Lazarus Experiment. <laughs> Oh yes, yes, absolutely. That is the Professor Lazarus. That's the one. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna put the Lazarus creature on screen, and no, and people are yeah. gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> that's the yeah, that's the guy I sat down with. Um, but anyway, the the first the first thing he said to me was, "Oh, I thought I expected Crispy to be a girl." <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> But anyway, he, he was, he was really, he was very, very funny. Like he was, I think that was one of my favorite interviews ever. He's one of the most engaging people. Um, and then I had an interview with, um, Stephen Moffat. It was awesome to talk to him as well. No, you um, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He was, um, it was, it was surreal talking to him. Cause like off camera, he was like, he was like, how you doing? Like really, really nice. And then as soon as the camera switched on, that man had so much in energy. You could see he's he's done the interviews that many times that he just knows how to present himself. Um, who else was there? Uh, Osgood. Oh, cool. Um, um, and yeah, she was really really nice. I had to show her where the bathroom was, so that was a strange out of body <laughs> experience. Being like, I'm just showing where the toilets are to one of the Doctor Who cast. Um, I got to talk to Dan Starkey or Strax. The Zontaran. You got to interview so. I, I, I was just gonna casually yeah. drop and be like, "Hey, I've met, I've met Alex Kingston as well. I met River." This, this, this was all in. This was all in one day, um, and then um, I got to interview the Seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy, the same day as well, and he was Ooh. awesome. He was amazing. He seems like a lovely yeah. guy, like an absolutely lovely. He was a very, very humble, whimsical man. I've, I've um, not seen much of his stuff. I've literally like only seen the opening of his first episode just because. That scene of him like waking up and then falling over is is so new here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, no, it is very, very. That has very such new. like Matt Smith energy in it. Just like the Ronnie falls backwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, he um, he he was very, very nice. But unfortunately, because the whole thing was um, live streamed, they I don't know. I was never able to get any copies. I tried to email. And they were like, "Oh no, sorry, it's it's oh. in the it's in the nether sphere now." So, but I mean, I mean, it makes it half magical because that's like a thing that lives on in my memory now. And I got, I did get you know uh, uh, like a selfie with all of them, so that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, that was at the at the Doctor Who festival. So yeah. Anyway, I mean that's... that backfired. So I was just gonna go. Like, I was just gonna go. I also managed to meet River Song. You know that was that was pretty cool. And then you, you, you just Kingston. list off all of those people. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think it's. I, I would love to that's meet fantastic. Alex Kingston. I've got. I've got like a list to live up to now. Like my god, that's that's amazing. Oh no, my god! Right place, right time. Right place, right time. Oh, I remember seeing. I saw Billy Piper do a, a theater play called. I think it was called Yerma, but the problem was it was broadcast to cinemas. That's how I, I got to watch it. I really wish I'd been able to go to the theater because I would have just like. Been, I would have waited backstage all day and been like, "Oh my god, yeah. Rose, hi, Rose, <laughs> Rose, Rose." <laughs> oh, should no, definitely respond to it. We've got that many, that many fans of Doctor Who. Listen to our podcast, especially David for Tennant. especially for really Rose good. and Tennant. What was that? Sorry, the podcast David Tennant did with Billy. It's really good. 
Oh, no, I've been meaning to. I, I did see that that happened. Yeah. I, I've listened to all, like, the Doctor Who ones, you know, very, very biased. Very though. good. Very, oh, very no. good. It's just, I mean, I haven't listened to a lot of his episodes, but, <laughs> you know, the podcast is talking about not listening to podcasts. Oops. But yeah. <laughs> the, the Catherine Tate one, that was so interesting about, like, the way that she was brought back on for Series 4 and all that kind of stuff. That was that was really cool. Yeah, the, no, that that is, um, I think, I mean, I, I should listen to the podcast, but I know that, well, did, she she knew that her character had a bit of backlash initially from her episode. Yeah. So I think the, the writers did a really, really good job of bringing her back in. Probably a brilliant job of anyone coming back into the show, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love the reactions people get. Like, there's a, a reactor I watch on, on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Farewell 34. And he's done, like, loads of Doctor Who reactions. And I remember watching his Runaway Bride one, and he was just kind of like, I'm not really sure I was that keen on Donna, blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought she was just a little bit annoying at times, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, when he got to Series 4 and watched through, he was like, now I see why you all likes Donna so much, because she's really yeah. good now. <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's it's-, a, that's, it's exactly... I've got, I've got friends that have only seen that episode and refused to watch Series 4 because I couldn't stand her. I'm like, no, no, trust me. Oh, my trust God. Me. Imagine missing out on such a good series. I know. Brilliant, brilliant series, brilliant series. Well, let, let's let's bridge it in then. Let's let's start what might be a two-hour kind of worms. So this is going to be interesting because right. this episode turns All out. Right. Let's, let's do it. first start this whole like Doctor Who discussion off properly with uh, where you jumped on. So what was your first episode of the show? My first episode was um, The Lodger, starring James Corden. <laughs> oh, Would a you believe? To begin with. Yeah, it, I mean. <laughs> So I was I was at my I was at my um, auntie's place and it was just kind of like on in the background and it was, have you you've seen that episode haven't you I've seen all of the new ones yeah oh okay okay very very good um so it's it was that scene where it's like um the girl at the top of the staircase being like excuse me can you help me can you help me and I was like this is terrifying what is going on I am intrigued. Um, and then Matt Smith, it's like, it's basically almost a Matt Smith solo episode. And I was so intrigued by this character that was just so, you know, bonkers. Pointing Um, a toothbrush upstairs in a towel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then, so I was like, okay, that was a bit strange. And then I caught it the week after. And that episode was the, the Pandorica opens when there was just so much stuff happening. Like the Pandorica opens was my second episode. And I'm like... I have no idea what's going on, but I'm in love. Yeah. I, I think this is awesome. And then um, I went back and watched a few. I like got some of David Tennant's episodes out from the my local library, um, <laughs> just on DV, DVD loan. Um, and like I think my fourth episode was probably The End of Time. I watched stuff in a very, very poor order oh, that at the start. Is, no, that is awful. Why did you do that? Oh no! Uh, I didn't know. It was just it was just on the DVD shelf, and it looked looked shiny. And I was like, okay, well, this is the <laughs> one. Um, and so yeah, then I watched that. I'm like, what is going on? But I remember, I think my peak excitement for Doctor Who was watching um, Impossible Astronaut when the Doctor like seemingly dies in the first ten minutes. I'm like, okay, oh, this show episode. is something else. This show is something else. And so, yeah, I started, I started, to answer your question, I started watching at the end of Series 5 in 2010 and then have gone and watched um, all of New Who and some, I'm still going to watch more classic, but I've watched some classic. But yeah, anyway, I'm just, I'm just in love with it and then, you know, decided to make a YouTube channel on it. 
And that's why we're here today. I, lo- I love you asking. Have you seen? Have you seen that episode of New Who? Like anyone listening will know. Like you asking me if I've seen any episode is like what? Like don't bother. He's seen them. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like asking me if if I've played Payday. I mean, of course I have. Come on. Of course you have. Yeah, you're a massive Payday fan. <laughs> Na- oh, name the ma- huge. name the main character of Payday. Let's see how brilliant. Oh, this it's up. it's um Sir Payus Deus. Um, <laughs> I believe his name is. I believe it's not set in his, Roman uh... times. Oh no, that's that's the DLC. Sorry. Um, um... Hey, it's day. <laughs> you tried. You did try. I tried. I've, I apologize. I tried. You, you get you get points uh, for effort. You don't get much more than that. Thank though. you. <laughs> um, when when did when did you start watching? Um, Smith and Jones for me. So the first episode of series three. Oh, brilliant! I watched that episode last night. <laughs> there you go. You prepared without realizing. <laughs> Yeah, wow. No, it, it was wild because my only memory of Doctor Two was I think was when the Parting of the Ways was on the TV, which was like Chris Reckleson's final episode. I wasn't watching it; mm. I just kind of saw like in the background, like the TV was on, and it was just like, oh, I, I think I just saw this bit of just like a Dalek ship or something, and I was like, oh, it's Doctor Who, and then she went, okay. And I, I think I was like six at the time, so like, or hang on, it was two thousand and five, so and it was earlier than when I would turn. So I was five. It must have been five. Wow, that's an early memory. I was so young. And I just kind of looked and I was like, eh, all right. And then apparently just completely missed all of series two because I only saw that little thing of the Dalek yeah. ship in series one. I didn't sit down and watch the episode. And then eventually it came back again. It was like, new series. And I was like, I want to watch this. I'm Give it a go. Like, can, we watch, can we watch Doctor Who, please, mommy? And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so we slap it on. And I fall in love with that show so quickly. Brilliant. Like, I can remember being in like whatever year it was in, in, in primary school, like year three or whatever. And then we're like, oh, we want to talk about a show that you like. And I just got into Doctor Who. So I got up with this like big, long like page thing all about Doctor Who and was talking all about the show. I was in on it immediately. I was <laughs> so passionate. In. That's brilliant. That's what Doctor Who does to you, though. I think like so many stories like that just from, you know, childhood. Like one of one of my mates um, watched it from from the get go. And he, mm. he, um, he showed me, um, he had like this, uh, he made like a stage play <laughs> in like 2000 and 2008. He wrote his own stage play because he was that passionate. He got all his, all his mates that didn't even watch the show at his school to like almost put on the production. Like they had the teacher have to step in and be like, you guys aren't actually going to do this. Um, but yeah, no, it, I mean, it's brilliant. And Smith and Jones, I, that's, that's a brilliant episode to start on. Um, oh yeah especially since since i watched it last night I've, i haven't watched that episode in years i'm like wow the i mean yeah, smith and jones is martha fantastic. the martha martha and doctor have such a good dynamic in that episode and you can really see um tenant um being like they they very much sell you a martha because that's that's the whole point of the episode because we've had rose for two series yeah um, but they do it so well because the doctor's like so impressed by you know some of the questions she's asking some of the things she does he's like wow that's a that's a brilliant point actually um mm-hmm. and kind of like earns his trust but yeah no brilliant that's a great one to start off with yeah so because of that like the lazarus experiments that we mentioned a minute ago was like one of the first episodes that i watched i don't know what it is about that episode because like that's that gets at, like at the bottom of a lot of like people's lists for Doctor Who episodes and like really bad CGI. To me, even now when I look at the Lazarus creature, I don't even think the CGI is that bad for the time. I think it's no, all right. No, for for 2007 standards, I think I think it's fine. Yeah, it's better than the better than the scribble monster the the year before. We can get onto Doctor Who episodes we don't like as much in a bit. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how negative <laughs> we want the podcast to get, but boy, we could have 
some discussions oh. there. Oh, from 55. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, that was that was funny. Right, we'll leave that for a minute. Um, yeah. But no, so I watched Series 3. I think I watched all of Series 3. And then after that, watch series one and two because I was definitely completely up to date before season four started. Oh, very so, like, good. I remember one of the trailers being on TV for, for like Donna coming back and she was like, I'm coming back. And she was like, it was something in the trailer was like, I'm back and this time I'm ready or whatever. And I was like proper hyped. So I was like, Donna's coming back. This is going to be so cool. Yeah. I really liked her in Runaway Bride. I thought she was great. Um, but it was, it was, I was so excited for it. And then literally after that, it's just been right the way through. I mean, I think more recently because... We, we can talk about the career in a bit. I just kind of didn't gel with her here as much at first. I'm growing on it now. Mm. I think I just kind of... I was still watching it, and I'm not ever going to stop watching the show, but I think I'd kind of... Like, my super fan thing had worn off a little bit. And then it's only more recently because of the... Like, I don't know whether you'd seen they've been doing all these, like, watch-alongs, like, during the pandemic for, like, loads oh, of yeah, episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was literally... As soon as the first one happened for Day of the Doctor, I was like, my God, I haven't watched some of these in such a long time. And then at one point, they did Rose... And I was, because yeah. I still live with my mum, I was like, oh, should we watch this one? She was like, yeah, because we did all the watch-alongs. And then I went, how about we just watch all of Doctor Who again? Because there's, like, episodes here we haven't seen for, like, ten years. And we did, we were on this massive watch-along of all the episodes. And I'm just, it, it's back. The the, the superfan inside me is, is, is back. And I don't think it's going to go away now for another ten years. Yeah, th- oh, that's, that is, that is brilliant. And I think that's, um... Well, it's not just the point of those watch-alongs. But it was def- definitely a large side effect of that. A lot of people were like, wow... You know, the show is something special. It's just, it kicked into the nostalgia, definitely. Um, it was just annoying being in Australia because all these watch-alongs happened at like 3 a.m. in the morning for me. So I didn't... Oh, yeah. I did not attend one. Yeah. So that that, that was annoying. I used to, I used to like, um, watch the episodes the same day, but just in my own time. <laughs> I mean, you watched them afterwards. You got access to all the tweets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I got I got to see all the... Um, like, have they got so... They got... They got David and Matt and Karen, they got everyone tweeting. I think my favourite tweet of all of them, though, has to be, you know, before we, we know, just like on 55, we'll open the, the Timeless Child can a bit later on, but I really, really loved when they did the the, the watch long of the Series 4 finale, they did Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Russell T Davies at one point just went during Journey's End, Journey's End. This isn't quite as tense knowing that 537 other Doctors could have turned up. Yeah. <laughs> that, just, that tweet is just my favourite thing about the entire watch long, just like, yes, Russell, do it, throw the shade. Please do it. Go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> on your Russell. It. I couldn't oh, stop Oh, he's a cheeky bugger. He's oh, a cheeky I love him. Bugger. I love that man. He's fantastic. He really is. And I, I literally have, keep saying fantastic. And every time I say it now, I've just got Eccleston spinning around in my brain, just his face saying Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. That's what he does to you. It's the Eccleston oh, effect is the, the medical the diagnosis. Eccleston effect. Yes. It's a good effect. Mm. We like him. Oh, I'm back for the 60th Eccleston. Come back. Please. Right. How about we get a bit more passionate then? What would your, what would you say your favourite era of the show would be? Hmm. That is an, that is an excellent question. Um, I think, I think purely just from like a personal deep note, it would have to be Matt Smith because that's, that's when I started. Mm. And it's just, it's just like such a, such a magical time. Like, I mean, no, no, series six, a lot of people aren't, as big a fan of um compared to series five but i think i've seen series six so like that many times that you know like i just have such a nostalgic feeling towards that um and i loved the dynamic between the doctor and amy and rory and you know even clara after a bit um but yeah 
it was I don't know that 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 era of the show is very very nostalgic. But it was awesome going back and watching Eccleston and watching Tennant because I'm like I'm when I a lot of my um, Doctor Who um, friends um, always always started with either Eccleston or Tennant. I've met barely anyone that started with Smith. So I wish I wish I could have lived through that um, Tennant era. Well, that's the thing. Like, it didn't really go global, did it, till Matt Smith? Yeah, well, that's it. I'm pretty sure, like, a statistic that I remember from back in the day was that um, Series 6 of Doctor Who was the most downloaded show on US iTunes. Wow. Which is mental. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, what a strange what a strange time for the show. But, yeah, that, that would have to be... That would have to be my favourite, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Just... So many good vibes. Um, you know, there's some there's some episodes that I, I don't I don't go back to, but I think it was definitely just the um, dynamics and the witty script writing from Moffat. I know some people criticize Moffat's writing, but boy oh boy, can he write an episode? Oh, I um, love Moffat's writing. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I know he's had some shockers, but I um, recently did a video on the top ten episodes. Uh, rated on IMDb. Mm, yeah, and I saw that. I remember that. I, I swear, yeah, I swear, like, I'm pretty sure it was over half, if not, like, seven of them were Moffat. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Rightfully so, because he, he had some right call. Because there were a couple that weren't as good, obviously, but, I mean, there were a few of Russell's that didn't get as much love yeah, as, uh, exactly. as some of his others. But, I don't know, I think my issue with, with Matt Smith's run purely, because I adore him so much, I think it's just a bit less replayable for me like if i go back to watch an episode of doctor who it's not as likely that it'll be a matt smith one like i love the episodes but they don't have that same rewatch thing for me i, I don't think like there are some episodes like in series six the the girl who waited that comes to mind immediately that's a yeah, fantastic episode that's but brilliant i wouldn't watch that over and over again mm. but the, the last 10 minutes of that episode oh, oh my god they're oh. That's so good oh it's something else it might it might it might be because um it might be because moffat um, kind of goes a little bit heavy um, at some points with his um, like overarching story arcs. Like I know that's a big criticism of um, series six was that it just became too much River Song for some people. Like it became the River Song show for a second. Imagine um, having too much River Song. I know. I c- you can never have too much Alex Kingston. But that's. I mean, I've seen every varying opinion on Doctor Who. Um, Mm. But yeah, you know, I compl- I completely understand that, and I feel like um, David Tennant, um, like that that whole era, um, like the individual installments, they're just so entertaining. Like you know, you know what you're signing up for, and you know yeah. it's just perfect to sit down and watch. You're like, damn, that was some good sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. But the episodes in there, like Let's Kill Hitler, that one gets a lot of hate. That's one of my faves of that series. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's 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 so much fun. That one's ridiculous and one of one of the wildest Doctor Who titles I have ever seen. I know because it's literally like she goes, "Let's kill Hitler." Like to credit starts, like, yeah, but why? What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how do we get there? <laughs> only Doctor Who, hey, only Doctor only Who. Only Doctor Who. Oh, only Doctor Who. Fantastic. But no, I mean. I could get the Matt Smith look like for, for me like as a kid I was definitely very much a, a, an Eleventh Doctor kind of person because I'd run around like clapping my hands together and spinning around and being oh, all that kind of absolute, ridiculous absolutely stuff and I went same. in a couple of times in the jacket and the bow tie 
Like I did that for like fancy dress a few times, like mm-hmm. easily. I've, I mean, somehow got a jacket when I was like 10 that still fit me. And I went to Comic-Con wow. wearing it last November. I don't know how it still fits me. I really don't. That's brilliant. That's an antique. I know. I was like, I was like, oh, I, I, like, I want to go to Comic-Con. I want to dress up. I was like, there's no way that jacket still fits me. So I dig it out and put it on. I'm like, oh my God. Was this swamping me as a kid? That is what? ridiculous. What? Matt Smith was the doctor 10 years ago. I'm trying now to get uh, his other his other outfit. I really, I think his look in, in Series 7B was better than his his main look. I oh, think yeah. That might be a very controversial opinion. No, no, no. I, I agree. I mean, like, I like the simplicity of the, you know, architecture teacher look he was going for. Yeah. Um, but... That, I mean, that that one is very, very whimsical. And, you know, I feel like the Doctor just kind of suits long coats. Except for Eccleston, who can definitely pull off the leather. I'm really... I'm like, that's why I'm trying to get, like, a bunch of different Doctor Who long coats at the minute. I want to get Captain Jack's coat next. Oh, I've that's got the a, one. I've got a, 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 a kind of, like, a Capaldi-style version of... Uh, Ten's long coat, like the trench coat. It's like yeah. black with red lining, and it's oh, it's that's, the sexiest thing. That like, is, I'm not cool one to like fuss at fashion, but it is. It is so. I love it. I love it. I really do. That's brilliant. I like that. A bit of a bit of a mishmash. Yeah, because I just I'd I feel just very doctory in that as well. That, that was the one I got off eBay. That was from an Australian thing. It was like, uh, like it's, it was dead funny because it's not official. It, like the name was like Doctor Who. Who is the Doctor? Black trench coat. Like kind of like they kind of like parody the name because they can't actually say it. They can't Doctor actually Who say coat. it. Yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. Who is the Doctor. <laughs> that, like, my favorite <laughs> one is when they literally just put Who is the Doctor coat. I'm just like that's fantastic. Uh, I wonder really what they're trying good. to say there. Hey, hmm. Yeah, I wonder. It's like hmm, hmm, but. Except no, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it was it was so Australian, cool. wasn't it? So it's Doctor. No, wait, how can I even do an Australian accent? And I am I am Australian. How do <laughs> you I just do, try and oh, put on? I was your I was accents. almost American for a second. How do you, I can't say I can't say Doctor as an Australian. I mean, I know I just did, but I was trying to do the typical, you know, g'day mate, bloody hell, how are g'day. you? But g'day. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm I'm having t- I'm having too much fun. I'm having too much fun. I apologize. I apologize. Oh well, hey, if you're having too much fun, that's a compliment to me. So I'll take it. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. But no, I mean, so so for you, Matt. For me, see, I I have a bit of like a debate because, well, I mean, my favorite is Capaldi because I adore that man with all my heart. And that, Brilliant. What's so funny about it is when his when his era was first on, I liked him as a doctor, but I didn't like love him. My kind of thing was. I couldn't decide who was better out of David and Matt, and then after that was Capaldi. Yeah. But like rewatching his run, I was like, no, no, he's 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 the best. He's definitely like I don't know about the, like I could understand people saying David Tennant's the best doctor. Like I could completely back that and be like, that's fine. Even Matt Smith. But for me, Capaldi is the best actor to play the Doctor mm. in my opinion. Mm. I think in terms of the acting quality, he he stands because he does it so well. It stands out like so well to me, and just especially his last season because that's the thing. Like I go. I normally say for episodes, I'm, I'm easily most likely to watch a Tenant or a Capaldi episode, but I think sometimes the story writing was was a lot stronger in Tenant's run than it was in Capaldi's, and there yeah. are definitely some Capaldi stories that, that suffered a bit. And there are some that people love that I'm just not as big on. Like, listen, that's one that people adore that I'm just like, You're it's not a that good episode, on? but it's not, it's not one of my faves. Mm. It's just, I don't know. There are some, like, in The Forest of the Night, like, everyone agrees on that are not very yeah, good no, no that's that funny about that, that episode one's something is, else <laughs> oh my god every time i watched it my opinion changed it was so funny because the first time i watched it i was like that's really bad i watched it myself before we went on like the watch long like um, a week or two before and i was like 
that episode was all right. I liked that. There's nothing wrong with it. Then I watched it again, and I like the thing with my mum. I was like, no, that's really bad. That's really bad. <laughs> like once you realise the message is the doctor saying, hey, if your kids need to take pills, tell them not to do that. It's like tell them not to do it. Oh, like, ah. not, not quite sure. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Not quite sure that lands, but yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm not really sure that's the message we should be taking away from this, but that seems to be what's standing out. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, no. That one's just... that one's strange. But I do, I do completely, um, like love Capaldi as well. Was there only, was there only when you watched um like rewatched the episodes recently that you were like, oh damn Capaldi's the best? I think it was just generally to be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I love this this man. This man is amazing. He is and I think it also brilliant. Does, uh, helps that around that time I'd already been watching him in the thick of it. Oh of yeah. That. Yeah, you know, I know. I've You've seen, seen it. I've seen all the all the clips and I've seen so many mashups of like them putting those clips into Doctor Who scenes and it's hilarious. Oh my god, the thick of it is like my favorite, like my favorite actual like comedy program that isn't yeah. like a panel show. It's my, it's so so good. There's there's literally nothing better when you're not feeling good to sit down and watch Peter Capaldi swear incoherently. Yeah. <laughs> there's literally nothing better. It it's therapy. Like, it's it's no, it's it's therapeutic. It's cathartic and it's also just downright hilarious. It's so good. Oh, that's it's that's just, absolutely it's brilliant. It's fantastic. I love I love it so so much. He really he really is something else. And I think maybe one of one of my favorite things about Capaldi's Doctor, like watching having watched um, all of New Who, like in retrospect, I feel like his Doctor was the most alien. I don't know if you you feel that as well, but it, it was like I don't know what this guy's I don't know what this guy's about. Like he's so out there, and I don't know what's going on but i'm so intrigued he's probably the most intriguing incarnation of the doctor and new who i'd say i think i personally wish and it's the same with tenants i think i think both of their standout series were their last ones i mean don't get me wrong series three with martha is yeah it's so good i'm gonna try and get myself up saying fantastic i said it like 10 times yeah. already. <laughs> but series three is so so good series three and four are both great the, the only thing with series three in retrospect that i look back is that martha really did get done dirty what, she, was, she was she was like like thrown out by by Rose in like yeah, so many conversations. Exactly. Re- in exactly. retrospect, yeah, I was looking at it going, oh, oh, oh Martha, oh, oh, honey, thing. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's not. It shouldn't have been like, like that. Like the, the little lines, like oh, good old Rose, or you fell in love with someone and it wasn't me, and I was just like, oh, Martha, stop it. Yeah. Although I always find it funny that she literally said in episode one, you know, like you know, for yeah, the record, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And literally the next episode. And then episode two, like, it's like, mm, yeah, maybe I am. Just, they're in the bed together. She's like, it's a bit snug this bed, isn't it? Hey. <laughs> it's like, Martha, you good? Yeah, you're um, right. <laughs> you know, like Capaldi's last season, like season ten, is one of my is joint with season four as my favorite series of the show. I absolutely love um, Peter. Like just just the twelfth Doctor in that. I think I, I personally believe because I love Clara. I thought she was great, but my my issue with Clara purely is that. Especially with Capaldi, I think she took the limelight from him a good portion because she was such an assertive, mm, bossy character. That's a really good point. She would like. That's a very good point. Yeah, like, and, and not even in a, in a bad way. I'm not, not even like in. A, a thing yeah, no, no, like I this. completely understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, not even to blame Jenna or even the script writing. It was just I think the way her character was. Like sometimes it's like one that stands out to me is is into the Dalek, like Capaldi's second episode, and she just slaps him in front of everyone. I'm like, oh, Clara. You're like, oh. Like, who's in charge oh, here? Hold on uh, a second. Like, mm. Hold on a dang second. Yeah, but like, so, but once she left, I think it gave him a chance to kind of like, be like, I've been here longer. I'm in control. I know what's going on. And so Bill could come in as the actual companion along with Nardole. I, yeah. I really like Nardole. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people really don't like him. I think he was a really good comic addition to the, to the cast. No, I, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. It was kind of like the same thing as, um, 
Donna, where we had him for a Christmas special, and I was like, oh, okay. And then he was announced that he's coming back. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> um, but then he, then he ended up being something brilliant. He ended up being one of the fan favorite characters. Oh, yeah. But the <laughs> first scene where he's like, you really do think I'm a surgeon, don't you? And just look on his face and you go, ooh. Oh no! It's just like well, he, he yeah. did the, the comedy character really, really well, and the way they actually managed to oh. give him a proper story was was really good. There were some lines that were a bit stupid about him having like glass nipples and stuff. I was like, all right, you're pushing it a bit now. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, like, oh, it's like it's good. Come on, but series ten. Like, I don't. Is, is there even an episode in that that I don't? The Eaters of Light, I suppose, is a little bit. That's probably probably the weakest one. Is Eaters of Light? I was about to say that, but I mean, overall, like, it is such an enjoyable season and i think i would agree with you that's probably one of my favorite the monks Nuhu trilogy seasons. i mean hello oh yeah so much fun yeah just chuck a trilogy in the middle why not series 10 had balls and i respect that yeah it really did and then not to mention the finale world enough in time the doctor falls oh, probably my favorite oh, like story in the gosh. whole show it's just wow oh. it came what? out of nowhere <laughs> the only thing that makes did you know john sim was coming back I knew he was announced, but I didn't. I didn't know it was him until he did the reveal, and I was like, "How did I not see that?" Oh no, that was that was it was the opposite for us. It's like because uh, that's the thing I say that like it's my favorite story of all time. Imagine how much how different I'd be, like how much more I'd love it if we didn't know John Sim was coming back. Because I was like so excited to hear he was returning, and it was it was funny because I would have been like you, I wouldn't have clocked it. But like I said, I tend to watch my mom, and we were sat there, and as soon as Mister Razor came on screen, my mom went, "That's John Sim." What do you mean that's John Sim? She went, that is John Sim with prosthetics on. That's his face. That's his voice. And I went, oh my God, you're right. And literally the whole episode is building wow. up to it. And he takes the mask off. Like, Why did you say that? Because that, like, that was so yeah. obvious, but it wouldn't have been. <laughs> it was so no. funny. I am, I am glad I was left in the dark. Yeah, I wish I But had yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not the only one that picked it up straight away. Yeah, it was just, oh, it was so, so good. That whole, like, so thing. much fun. Missy's arc. Like, that whole... The, the Master oh, Game Bud should not be an perfection. interesting thing, but it's fantastically done. It's so well done. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, very, very engaging. Michelle Gomez yeah, no, just that, played I, Missy so well. It, fe- it felt great. It felt great. And it's, it's interesting because Missy had such a great arc mm. that when you come to this present-day Master, you're kind of like, is this Master a previous incarnation? Or is it just simply because of the fact of the timeless child that the master is back to being, you know, crazy and a little less forgiving. Well, a lot less forgiving. Mm. So I don't know. Well, I, I, don't know. I always that's had big, the theory. That's I, a big discussion up, point. Well, I was going to say, I picked up immediately in, in the Dr. Falls, like the little exchange they have near the start where John, John seems like, so I imagine you're the next one along. She goes, I don't know. I don't really remember. And he's like, wait, so I'm going to turn to a woman. You don't even remember it happening. And I always, I saw that as Moffat's yeah. little way of going, Hey, future showrunner if you want to bring the master back and don't like the good master thing you can put the master incarnation in between missy can be the final master because to me it's like once once you turn good where where do you go from there you can't really yeah, say how, wow. they regenerate and all of a sudden they're just back to being an ass again it's just like i don't I, I i don't like it and it what annoys me is apparently there was like a comic or something recently in the doctor magazine where like there was a thing between 13 and the current master and they were like having a discussion and she was like you were good as Missy. I, I, like you, you actually tried to be different. And like the Duan Master's like, oh, I, I spent too much time in your company being good. And I'm like, are you really trying to say he comes after Missy? Because if you are, I'm just going to ignore that because he, he clearly hasn't. I just, wow. I don't see it. I just, it, it, it makes much more sense for him to come post Sim. You raise, you raise a very, very good point. Mm. 
Yeah, damn. Okay, I did not know about this comic. Because well, he's very he's very much John Sim. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like Yeah, no, I I don't know how I feel about that one. It just he just seems like Chibnall's version of John Sim. And it's it, because of that it's like it seems quite natural that he would just follow on from Sim. Absolutely. It would make a lot of sense. But I mean, I I am I'm open to the idea if they actually do have some kind of conversation justifying it, yeah. or like maybe even give us give us give us a flashback as to you know what happened yeah like we're gonna get into the witch in a minute but like because i was watching a bunch of the series 12 episodes last night and there are so many lines where it's like hinted at that he's never been good like there's the wor- the worst offender is in the timeless children he's like I believe you're appealing to my better nature. And we both know I don't have one of those. It's like, oh my God, you can't be that blunt and not address missing. It's like, yes, what? I know you do. <laughs> I was just sat there thinking, it's oh, right there, the sake. opportunity. Like, I wouldn't care as long as they just address it with just one line. It's And it's a thing with the Whitaker in general. Like, there are there are a lot of situations where she could just say, it could be this. And then that's it. We've, we've accounted for it. Like, she did it once in, in that Praxis episode. She went, it could be Autons. No, it's not Autons. It's like, that, that's all you have to say. That's it. Then then it's yeah. okay. Address what it could be, because like the Tesla episode, she should have gone. You look like the Ragnos. You 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 have the shape of the yeah. Ragnos. You look just yeah. like the Ragnos. But she just goes, "Wow, you're a bit spider looking or whatever." I can't remember what she said. I didn't watch that episode last night, but she says something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm just like, she like in my, my in my head, the whole episode is like, she's like the Ragnos. You are not addressing that she looks like the Ragnos. Address it in one line that she looks like the Ragnos. We're done. Like, yeah. It's, Throw it away because all that, I just say, just say what all us Doctor Who fans are thinking. And you'd yeah. think, because Chibnall is like a massive Doctor Who fan. And you'd think, you know, maybe, maybe I should throw in this one little throwaway line that casual viewers would just completely, completely go over their heads, but all us Doctor Who fans would be like, oh, nice. I see what you did there. Yeah, just just the one line. That's all That's all it needed. Just a little acknowledgement. Because mm-hmm. they, like, they clearly do, like, remember the canon and stuff. Like, they made a great effort to mention about Gallifrey being in the pocket universe, even though he burned it to the ground. Yeah. <sighs> Deep breaths. Breathe. Deep breaths. Deep just breaths. Breathe. That... I, I, I screamed out in a very nasty way and used some very choice language when, when I actually saw Gallifrey was destroyed. I was I was very, very unhappy about that. Right, in fact, let's forget it. Let's go straight into the Whitaker era. We might as well go, because otherwise I'm going to yeah, sound right, like I'm yeah, really... Yeah, right, I mean, we're, 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 di- we're digging our way We're there. digging yeah, our yeah. way in. And I, it sounds like I really hate the era, but I don't, because, like, to me, I mean, I said this kind of a little bit earlier, it's more like, I'm not as... I haven't gelled as well with it as I wanted to. Like, I'm not one of those people who was like, oh my God, the Doctor can't be a woman. Like, I was like, if they get the casting right, the Doctor being a woman is not a problem. Yeah. It's just it's just not. I would have loved someone like Joanna Lumley to be the Doctor. I think she would have been fantastic. But Jodie Whittaker is amazing. She's so good. She's a great yeah. actress. And she nails what she's given. I just... To me, I think a lot of the time, the story she's given don't do her justice. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think... I mean... You might agree with me, but I've, I've said it a billion times, and I feel like Series 12 was definitely a step in the right direction oh, yeah, for 100%. Whitaker. Seri- series 11 is this strange phenomenon that I have a love-hate relationship with. I watched it at the time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the, new, the new style of the show. I was like, wow, this looks so modern. And, you know, I was kind of... The, the sheer... Um, not juxtaposition, but just the, the difference between Capaldi and Jody. I was like, okay, I can kind of, I can kind of get with this. I understand. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're just like these standalone episodes that don't really have any link apart from maybe 
like Ryan, uh, Ryan and Graham's relationship being something that kind of carries the show. Oh, captivating! Um, but it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just it's just a very very strange thing. But then as soon as series twelve came around, it's like, oh wow, we're actually seeing Jody show an emotion other than being happy. It's like, oh wow, you know, you, you've you've got the master reveal straight away, which I had no idea about. I, I didn't even know that that was going to happen. Oh, um, so and then good. you know, halfway halfway through the series, they're like, screw it, let's chuck Captain Jack in there, and screw it, why not another Doctor? Which I mean, I know ticked off a lot of people but i'm we still haven't seen it pan out fully yet so everyone yeah. just hold your hold your horses just yet but i mean like series 12 i i i admire the ambition and whilst i don't think you know it's definitely not a 10 out of 10 series i was like i can there's so like everything is in place that all the pieces are there for the Whitaker era i think we just get annoyed because they don't quite do it like even as you were saying like give us one line about the Ragnos give us one line about you know something else um I feel like yeah they're, they're so they're getting there which is why I'm getting myself excited for series 13 but at the same time my series my ex- expectations for series 12 were kind of lowered because of series 11 and then it just took me off my feet yeah. straight away um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. And I know series 13 is probably going to be a long way away, but yeah, I feel like the Whitaker era, all the pieces are there. They just don't quite know how to fully utilize it, which is, which is annoying. It is. It is a bit annoying. I just, see what was funny with series 11 was I, I absolutely adored her first episode. I thought that was fantastic. I really, really oh, liked same. her debut. Absolutely. It's got such a great vibe. I mean, like, I can throw a lot of shade at Series 11, and I probably will. Like, despite me saying I don't mind the, the era, and it, like, it just isn't my favourite. Like, there is a lot of points I really, like, have problems with on Series 11. One of the things that annoys yep. me is the first episode gives you a really good amount of character development for all three of the characters, and then afterwards, it's just like, okay, these are these bland, bland no, no backstory characters that are just following the Doctor around now. Because, like... You know, Yaz is we go into the, the stuff with Yaz being a police officer wanting to do more. You've got Ryan with the dyspraxia, you've got Graham with like surviving his cancer and having Grace and all that. Like there's some fantastic story writing there. And it's so, so, so well done. And then you go into the ghost monuments and it's like Oh, we're just we're just walking along a desert for fifty minutes. Yeah. And it was like and it's it's inconsistencies in character. Like Ryan is like, Oh, I can't ride a bike, but he's his hand eye coordination's good enough to be able to start firing lasers at robots, and I'm like I yeah, thought you exactly, had dyspraxia. Exactly. Huh? What? Like, mm. yeah, no, then, it, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And there was another thing Absolutely. I saw in it. There was a video I said that talked about series 11 and they picked upon like two consecutive episodes of series 11. And then one, Jody goes, I love a good conspiracy. And then the next one, she's like, don't like conspiracies. And it's like, what? Who? What, did, did you not like vet Does anyone scripts? proofread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did no one like proofread these things or, and then like the, the the issue i mean the po- political issue with with series 11 and series 12 is something that gets a lot of stuff i yeah. i personally don't think it's too political because doctor who's always been political i think the di- the problem they've got is that they've it's lost the subtlety oh you know, yeah they used to be very very good about like subtly planting yes, the messages yeah. whereas now it's like this is the message we're shoving it in your face racism is bad did you know racism is bad make sure you know racism is bad and it's like I get it, I get it, and I can get why people are getting hacked off. I think it's just it's just a script writing issue. Like, if they improve the writing a bit, it could be much, much better worded. Because I know as, as I've watched myself, because I'm not someone who gets, like, annoyed at that stuff at all, but I can remember in Series 11 getting towards the end of the series and, like, when something happened, and go, oh, there's the PC message of the week. And, and it shouldn't be like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah, no, it shouldn't. Like, I think it was with Kablam, because I, I really liked Kablam. I was really enjoying the episode, and it was like, I'm going to blow up all these people to send a message. I'm like... 
terrorism okay <laughs> like it's just okay <laughs> now well i feel i feel like un- unfortunately like i mean like there are a lot of obvious messages in the Whitaker era uh orphan 55 uh oh god don't the, yeah <laughs> but benny benny benny, anyway. benny oh my god that actually wasn't too bad in the, oh my god that scared me <laughs> no no it, it sounded it sounded great on my end um <laughs> but anyway i feel like unfortunately for the Whitaker era i feel like since it was you know she's she was cast as you know the first female doctor a lot of that was like an instant you know uh not invitation but basically an invitation for people to attack the show and it just opened up this big can of worms and like as you were saying you didn't have a problem i didn't have a problem i was like heck like I mean, we've got Missy. We've had Missy, and she's just had a brilliant arc. I mean, yeah. I've got nothing against female Time Lords, and, you know, I know this. the Doctor has always been a white male, but, I mean, it's, it's taken 13 times to shake it up a bit. Why not? And I think, she, yeah, she is doing great with what she has been given, but I feel like, you know, unfortunately, with these two series so far and all this mixed reviews, like, I hope that in the future, this this doesn't mean, like, the next showrunner of it, whatever's going to be like, okay, let's play it safe and get in, you know, the guy from Fantastic Beasts, Eddie Redmayne, or something like that. Um, I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my head that was the closest Matt Smith looked like. To be fair, I when I watched of. the first Fantastic Beasts film, the thing I couldn't get out of my head was that he was very 11th Doctor. Exactly, exactly. The bow tie, the mannerisms, I was like, oh, my God, they have oh, written the him whole like thing. Matt Smith. My God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently, apparently Matt Smith was considered for that role which i find wild that does not surprise me in the slightest yeah mm. but i think they probably realized how 11th doctor it was and went ah maybe we should cast somebody yeah. else they're like oh wait oh wait he's already done that yeah he's, yeah, um, he's been down that road we don't we, he doesn't he won't want to revisit that no 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 we'll get eddie yeah. um but yeah anyway i feel like yeah as i was saying all the pieces are there um and like as you you were saying like the the first episode sets up these characters so well (laughs) yeah ridiculously well and then they have literally not done much with them since like um graham and ryan's arc was pretty much done in series 11 that was great series 12 i can't name anything notable that they did to like contribute to the story um yaz i mean she didn't do much in series 11 she got a little bit of development in series 12 but still hasn't done much and it's like how did we have Martha and Donna and Bill all have one series and I feel like I knew them way, way better than these three strangers that we're seeing on screen every week. I don't know. It's it's a strange, it's a very strange thing. Mm. And it's funny because like it, people saying like a four-man TARDIS team doesn't work, but it's like we've got two very good examples of when a four-man TARDIS yes, team did does. work. <laughs> you've got like series one when you've got yeah. nine, Mickey, Rose and Jack, but like the, the difference is each of those had chance to develop. You add the Doctor and Rose first, get the relationship up, introduce Jack, explain who he is, introduce Mickey, and like all of them came together at the end in one of the last episodes, and it worked really well. Mm. Same with Eleven, Amy, Rory, and River. They all had chance to develop one by one. When you bring them together, they gelled and worked really well. When you get three people, give them a bit of story, throw them together, and then just leave them in there as basically like blank slates with a bit of backstory that you don't address. It's just it's not the same. And it's not I, the same I at really, all. really hate to say it because there is, there's never been a companion that I don't like. But every time Ryan speaks, I just roll my eyes. I, I don't like Ryan. I've got to be honest with you. I really. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a shame. I mean, I don't I don't not like the guy, but I mean, they've just they've not given him much 
to work with and you're like oh for goodness there's, sake there's like, that but I, just, also... I know i know you've just thrown in a thrown in a line so that he would say something this episode so i don't know but like yes i mean i love bradley walsh for graham i mean he's like more of an icon mm. in the uk for all like the different things he's been on like i don't know whether you've heard of the chase it's like a quiz show that that he's hosted now for... oh well, no we, we we have all those episodes yeah, you here. have all that stuff like i've loved bradley because of the chase for well over a decade he was in like he was in one of the soap operas coronation street in the uk for ages i liked him in that because i watch soap operas because i'm a weird person like that um and there was other stuff he'd been in as well he was in an episode of sarah jane adventures and that was what was funny because i predicted he was going to be in doctor who because of that because there was an article like i don't know whether it was about sarah jane adventures monsters or just general doctor who universe monsters the bbc posted and one of the entries was his character in sarah jane adventures and went odd bob was played by the great bradley walsh whatever happened to him eh and i was like are you trying to say he's going to be in doctor who and then literally a couple of weeks later introducing the companions bradley walsh was like oh my god what that's so cool <laughs> that's that that's nifty he's that's great nifty. even if he is the comic relief or as as, uh, as the master pointed out just there for the running commentary like that like he does it brilliantly he's great he's so charismatic and yes i really like i just wish she was given more to do because like in the future of the dune it's like hey we suddenly remember she's a police officer and we're going to use that now in the script it's like remember it every episode then you know give us something to do please come on come on yeah exactly i want i wanted more from her in yeah. fugitive of the of the jadoon i remember when they announced the jadoon episode one of my key talking points was oh this could be really interesting like yaz could talk about you know how how police operate here and why you know the jadoon should be a little less harsh and stuff but um anyway they didn't they, i mean she had like one line she in there kind of backed up the doctor. pretending to be pretending to make up yeah yeah the doctor had to prompt her be like remember you're a police officer anyway mm. she did say at one point that she's like oh i'll i'll go and distract them you know i can i can use some police stuff to buy some time i was like okay you're going there that's that's not so bad you're like okay but, okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. but oh well I, hopefully I, yeah. I mean series 13 please <laughs> and that's the other thing the gaps in between the series i mean let's face it we've had gaps before i mean hang on you jumped on with series five ish so yes. you so you didn't have the year gap with David Tennant specials. That no. was the first one that was very jarring for me. It was like, we're not going to have a series, we're going to have a few specials. But like when I when they said a few specials, I thought they meant like one every few months. But it was like Easter, November, Christmas, New Year. It was so weirdly paced out. It was very strange. Um, the mid-season finales for six and seven were very weird. It wasn't as bad for six because they were oh, right. the same year. But then seven, they were spread yeah, across no, different I rem- years. I remember that. that. Was- uh, I wasn't so sure about that. And then with Capaldi, they just went, hey, we're going to take a year out after Series 9 and just do two Christmas specials. And it was... I think that probably also didn't help because I was still... I, like I said, I liked Capaldi at the time, but I wasn't like he wasn't my favourite. So I was mm. not quite as bothered, I guess, by the year break. such a big gap. I don't know. I was just kind of like, mm, you know. I don't, I've heard different reasons to why that was. Some people say it's because Series 9 got really bad... Re- like, really, was really badly received, which if that's the case, then No. Like there were, there were stories in yeah. there that were a bit weak. Like I really liked Maisie Williams in that as the Shielder. I thought she was great. Yeah, as did I. Me. As did I. There, there, there was a much better name they could have given her than me. I get why they called her me, but my god, that was annoying. Um, but yeah. <laughs> she was a great character. She was a great addition. There are some. There aren't really any stories in there that are bad. The girl who died is, eh. you know, it's like it's like it's you know it's you probably one yeah the girl who died is probably the the weakest but i yeah. i enjoyed how they were like you know what let's pretty much make the whole thing two-parters and i know sleep no more also gets a bit of hate but i was like they're trying something different with this like it. first person perspective yeah it's, it's it's a very it's a very eerie story mm. um but yeah no i think um 
The one reason I heard was that because uh, Capaldi was kind of like worn out from filming back to back, ah, with this with those series. But I don't I don't know if that's if that's true. May, like it just it, it was probably just production problems being like we can't do this again. Um, give us a break. And then we had that one episode. It could with be the filming. So remember, he said he said on the Graham Norton show when he came on like to to publicize series ten, he was like, "We've been shooting for ten months." Like it was shoot day two hundred and five, I think he said so, and he hadn't done the Christmas special. So it's like if you're spending most of the year doing like twelve episodes, like I can yeah. understand why you'd start to be like a bit. Maybe maybe I'm getting towards the end of my tether, and it is, does seem to be a common pattern for everyone to do like three seasons and then pack it in. Bar Christmas, and then, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bring him back. But um, he sh- it would have been so cool if he did three, but. Oh well, it makes series one all the more special, I guess. But yeah, so with with, with Whitaker's runner, just and this is the problem, like, because a lot of it I blame on Chibnall. I just don't think he's as good a showrunner as he could be. Like, he's he's letting the the, the like the slide go a bit, and I'm like, I don't want Jodie to go, but when she goes, I kind of almost hope that Chris Chibnall goes too, because if unless unless he improves his writing, as am I. If, if he improves it, that's good. But like, it was like when the Thomas Children was coming on, which will I think it's probably about time we touch on. But when Jodie was like, oh, I'm yeah. going to sacrifice myself, I'm like. If, if she's going to die right now, get rid of Chibnall too. Go. Both of you, just go. Get out of here. Leave. Please, go. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I hated myself for saying it, but I was like, yeah, go on. Go on. Do it. Do it, Jody. Go on. Do it. You won't. <laughs> yeah, like, no balls. Go on. Like, it was just... Go on. <laughs> so I'm just... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, so... Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like we kind of forget that the showrunner and the Doctor are not a package deal at all. Both um, Davies and Moffat were able to have two and so it's like well like i feel like if whitaker leaves like this era of the show isn't over (laughs) yeah this is what Um, i'm thinking this is like we're gonna have to get get used to that so it's an interesting one it's an interesting one but i don't know i I, like i know chibnall there was an article he was like i don't read reviews but i'm like surely he he would have heard some of the backlash of some of the like there is like you know I, i mean I was looking at my comment section today and I recently did a video on like why the Doctor Who 2020 special has to succeed. And so many of the comments were like, nah, I've given up on the show. Nah, I'm done. Rip Doctor Who, yada, yada. I'm like, that's that's like a weekly thing for me. Yeah. And it didn't always used to be like in like peak Matt Smith. I mean, oh my word. There was a lot, yeah. a lot of praise. Um Remember, what, remember when the, 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 the mean, only thing people complained about was Clara? Wow, those were the days. Yeah, well, simpler, simpler times. Really. Oh, simpler times. But no, I mean, oh, my word. for series eleven, like like you said, it, it was very weird, and they were all singular episodes. I personally found no classic monsters being a bit jarring. Oh, absolutely. I don't really think you can have a Doctor Who series without at least having a bit of the Cybermen or a bit of the Daleks, or just something, you know? Like it just yeah. felt a bit weird to have that. And then also when all the monsters were were just really boring or just like just white men <laughs> like there was a couple of them it was just like i'm i'm a bad yeah. i'm a bad guy and it's like oh cool you're the villain is that it okay right cool it's, it's starting to feel more like ncis than doctor who but all right cool fair, yeah. <laughs> tim, i liked tim Shaw in the first episode but as soon as he came back in the finale, oh yeah as did I, I rolled my eyes i was like there's no way you're making him the villain of the final the Why? main one yeah, Why? yeah, yeah. just oh they ruined no, it was, such a, good it was a bit strange but series 12 i remember seeing the trailers and being like Oh my god, they're really they're gonna write the wrongs, they're gonna get some really good stuff in here. I'm really excited for it. And watching Spyfall, I lost it when the master came on. I was like, oh my god, it's like because I clocked it as it happened, as he went spy master. A lot of people didn't clock it. And what's really funny about it was I was saying this to you before we started recording. For anyone who watches Nerd Cube, he does a podcast. Um 
uh, on Spotify discussing Doctor Who and he was talking about the reveal. And, he, and the main debate was like, how far into the master reveal did you realize it was the master? And then the next <laughs> episode when they talked about Spyfall Part 2, they went, my best review of this of the podcast was last episode, someone commented saying they didn't realize it was a master reveal until we started talking about it. And I was like, imagine not clocking it, <laughs> listening to a podcast and going, like, oh my God, it's the master. How about? did I not see that? Like, yeah. <laughs> the TARDIS oh, was quite brilliant. subtle though. The house flying. That, that was like, I, di- I didn't get that was the TARDIS. And he went on the podcast. He was like, yeah, Did you I, I was so was confused by that. And I was like, oh, it's the TARDIS. Oh, I was like, what? oh, okay. I get it now. It was like, yeah. But that that two-parter was fantastic until, as I said, they decided to blow up Gallifrey. The literal thing that was, you know, the main plot for the best part of a decade. They Chris Chibnall just went, nah, you know, the fifth anniversary. <laughs> Bum nah, that off. Screw it. <laughs> Let's just burn Gallifrey again. Yeah. I was like, no, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like I don't have as much of a problem with it as you do. And I'm not quite sure why that is. I mean, I know I should be mad that they destroyed Gallifrey, but I mean, they went back there anyway for the finale in, it's like ruins or whatever. Um, but as if the master destroyed the entirety of Gallifrey. This is the thing, uh, the whole planet, like destroy the Citadel if you want to. Like, yeah, exactly. I would have been fine with... That's how I imagine it. I think that's my coping man- mechan- uh, mechanism. Yeah, like the Time Lord of Hiyamada, not, you know, the, all the people that we saw in the fifth anniversary who were cowering and scared and were going to die. How many children are on Gallifrey that day? Two point whatever billion. Like, well, the Master killed yeah. all those two because he was mad at a few Time Lords. Like, that's just... Mm. Oh, I was not I was not happy. I groaned out quite loud about that. But I really like... Like, when I was watching them yesterday, because yesterday, for context, I watched Spyfall Parts 1 and 2, Fugitive of the Jadoon, Haunting of Villa Dea D'Arte, Essentially the Cybermen, and Timeless Children. Like, all of the, the key episodes. That's that's the way you watch Series 12. Yeah, that they're the key the ones. That is the way you watch they're the Series key ones. 12. Absolutely. Um, I will rewatch this at some point, even Orphan 55, if I can grin and bear it. But, like, I was sort of thinking, you know what? I, I can I get, like, they couldn't have done this finale without destroying Gallifrey. I get it. They did it for the sake of the plot. But if they just... Let, let's go there. Let's go there. The Timeless Child. As far as I'm concerned, right, I found that whole thing... The first time I watched the episode, I thought that was a good finale. I was, like, quite happy with it. The more I thought about it, the more I got annoyed at what they did to the canon, especially listening to the, the podcast about it. Like, Nerd Cubed was very, very unhappy. Like, like, he literally tweeted out, I was like, the episode's a bit late because my editor is having to take out many calls to violence from me. And I was like, oh, God. And if you listen oh, to it, it's like... Theory. It's, it's not good. He's really not happy with Chibnall. Like, it's the comments he makes, but... No, like, my my whole thing about it, I actually really like the story of them finding the child, stealing the power of generation. That seems very Time Lord, very, like, snooty, up themselves, yeah. pompous. That, like, that does not surprise mm. me. The only issue I have is making the doctor the child. That's exactly it. That is, I've, made, I've, made a, I've made a whole video on that. Yeah, literally. Like, all I had to do was change one word. Not make it the doctor. Yeah. Make it the master. That would have... Make the master, That'd be, yep. that'd be fine. Because people still, like, I'm pretty sure from, like, the classic era... Like, there was an episode where the Master had, like, used all his regenerations and he was, like, a, a lifeless husk or something. There was something along those lines. And at that point, he'd supposedly run out of lines. Yeah. And he's still going around now. And it's, like, that would explain why the Master's still going around, why he's always going to be a villain. And it would still mean the stakes for the show because now Jodie could just die and be fine. It ruins Matt Smith's ending because apparently he couldn't regenerate and the Time Lords gave him extra lives when the Time Lords knew all along that Matt Smith could have just gone, actually, do you know what? I'm going to just change into a Scotsman now. Like... It's yeah, and there's so many points like that. And it's like 
it's such a great concept and you had to waste it by making it Jody if you just made the master because then that also would give him more reason to destroy all of Gallifrey. He'd be even more yeah, mad. Yeah, it, it would justify be like, what the hell did was that yeah. you guys doing that to like, me? My as whole a kid life is a lie. Yeah. Instead, he's just like, I've got to be the doctor in me. Okay, I'm going to burn everybody. Like it's like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. Ugh. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, maybe, I mean, I'm. It's not going to happen. But the master is renowned for you know being deceiving and lying. This but is I my that's thinking. A, that's a pretty big, pretty big lie to have. But I hope Chibnall sees something. He's like, oh damn, maybe the master. Being the timeless child is actually a pretty good idea. Let me tweak a few things. I, I genuinely think they're gonna rise of Skywalker it, and they're gonna be like, like, like the lights. It looks like something getting broken. All of a sudden, in rise of Skywalker, it's just fixed. It's gonna be like, yeah, oh, yeah, like you know, oh, oh, oh no, no, even better. The pe- the raised parents. That's a better comparison. You know, I said yeah. they, were, they were nobody because they chose to be nobody. It's like, you know, the timeless child is real. It's just not you. It's actually me. You know, it's just, you know, and they, they'll probably do it in some like I like nod way. Like, hey, you know, you know, I know you didn't like you being the timeless child. Well, guess what? It's actually me. Like, I think they, they could easily slide that into 13 and I'm kind of hoping they do. Not only because it yeah. would give a reason for Sasha to come back because my God, best part of series 12 by a mile was his master. He was so good. Uh, we can very much agree on that. Very much, and he came out of nowhere. And I, I hadn't seen him in anything else before. Yeah. Um, but I saw him in, saw him in this, and he was brilliant. And I was like, oh, cool. And have you seen um the Great? I haven't. Do you know what the Great? Oh, anyway, it's got uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, he's in that, and he he plays this um like uh poet, and he's like very very nice and humble, and it's like I've never seen two like different performances in my life like this Sasha Dewan wow what a what an absolute steal for the show yeah he's very good I'm looking through because I, I swear I've seen him somewhere before I'm trying to see in his Wikipedia for something I recognize him from because I do know him I've seen him before somewhere but I can't seem to spot anything in his oh he was in he was in that um adventure in space and time he played the director of the first episode of Doctor Who if you've uh, seen okay. that Mark Gatiss special they did for the 50th. Yeah, he was, um, in, he was in that, but I hadn't seen that until very recently as well. I only watched that when they did the rewatch. I never watched it at the time for some reason. I don't know why. I know, I've actually, fun fact, he's, have you seen Sarah Jane Adventures? Yes. Yeah, he he's actually currently dating Ronnie's actress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember I, reading I that. I, was I, being saw, like, I think what? I saw a picture of that on Twitter. I'm like, huh? Yeah, he's 36 and she's 30. I feel so old that Ronnie is now 30. Like what? Oh my god! To be fair, she was probably like a good bit older than she looked when like when yeah, it was yeah, because yeah. they kind of had to be, and you, you don't realize it as a kid. It's how they know. do? Well, I mean, I mean, Ryan's supposed to be like seventeen. <laughs> no, he's not. He can't be. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No way. I'm one of it. One of his first. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think he might bring that up in like the woman who fell to earth at the very start when he's got his own YouTube channel. <laughs> He's like, hi, subscribe. I'm like, get out of town. <laughs> as soon as that like opened up, it was like, oh, look at this going all modern. He's on YouTube. Wow, cool. He's on the, he's on the YouTube. <laughs> he's got the channel going. Maybe. I wish that, well, they could have, they could have done more with that. They also, in, oh, what was the, it wasn't Praxis, was it? It might've been Praxis. When they had those two vlogger travel girls, I'm like, Ryan, yeah. you could bring up your YouTube channel right now. Ask for, like, even have a throwaway line being like, oh, how many subscribers do you have? He basically did what like most that. kids do when they want to do YouTube. They go, I'm going to do YouTube. They get all the equipment, make one video, and then never do it again. Yeah. Because let's face it, most people that try it. YouTube end up doing that. It's like, it's only the losers mm-hmm. like us that actually stick with it for years on end. 
Yeah, you, you poor, poor people having to listen to us for all these years. Thank you <laughs> for sticking around. Oh my God, honest to God, I just, oh. But yeah, the, like that's the thing with Thomas Child. Like it, it, it made me angry like for a bit and then I was like, well, actually, no, literally all I have to do is change one thing and it will be fine. And then just, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, that's that's what we're saying. Like uh, series 13, I feel like it's it's got a lot to answer and I kind of hope with Revolution of the Daleks, they don't, address it too much like it's just a fun christmas or new year's special or whenever this is i kind of i kind of just hope that it's just like i want jody for a lot of it i want just jody because i don't we haven't had a solo jody episode and i hope we get at least you know at least 20 minutes of the episode dedicated to just her in this prison you know with with her thoughts and how she's going to escape um but yeah, anyway, well, Series 13 has got a lot of writing well on the, it. The final thing I wants to go on, because I wants to ask what our theories were for that episode. So nice oh, little brilliant. segue there. Brilliant. Well done. Well done. You're doing my job for me. <laughs> I apologize. So what, like, so you say, obviously you want it to be Jodie Sendrick. I, I mean, for context, because I don't know, like this episode will go live in just under a week's time. I doubt we'll have more news by then, but in case we do, the time we're recording this, all we've seen, two screenshots. And we had like a little yep. synopsis. That's literally it. like everyone was hyping mm-hmm. up a trailer or like just anything like that. And then I remember watching the panel being like, oh my God, there's going to be something here. And it's like, what have you got to share with us? We've got these two pictures. And I'm like, yeah, like you got up. You didn't you stay up late or like get up early for it or something? What was, how did it work? With yeah, you? I, I got, I got up at 4am uh, to, <laughs> oh, no. to watch the stream. Cause I was like, oh, you know, like a lot of people love when I do like react to stuff like straight away or make a video on it, make a reaction video. So I was like, I was like, Oh, I haven't done this in a while. So I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And then I just watched it. There were these two images and the synopsis and then the thing ended. I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) To be honest, I was more excited by the fact that they're making a game for Xbox. I was like, Oh my God, they're making a game on consoles. That was great. I am so keen for, for that stuff to come out. I'll, I'll be, I hope I can like live stream that or something. Like I thought I heard on that, when they did that panel, they were like, the VR game they did for PC and PSVR, like the Edge of Time one, I'm pretty sure they said they were also going to be porting that to consoles so you could actually play it. I yeah, swear yeah, they that, said that. that one's going to be, yeah. Nobody's picked that up. And I said it to somebody on Twitter when they were like talking about the game and I was like, they're also doing this. And I was like, oh, I'm glad you li- actually listened to it. It seems like most people didn't. And I'm like, yeah, because nobody's talking about it. I mean, I know it wasn't very well received, but still like, it's a Doctor Who game on console. The, the yeah. only Doctor Who game I've ever played on my console was Doctor Who Top Trumps. Like you know, like oh, <laughs> don't get me wrong. That's a that was a great game as a kid, but like I actually was to play a, a fun time Doctor Who game. Like <laughs> yeah, oh. no, absolutely, absolutely. It should be. It's going to be very, very exciting. And I know a lot of people are keen to actually be able to play that on yeah the Xbox, and the PS4, Force. I think, and Switch, and Switch. Have you seen like all the people getting annoyed now that David Tennant's and everything? Like there were so many Twitter comments like, "Oh my God, can you just let David Tennant?" Oh yeah, like, no, I did see that on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm like, I never thought we'd get to a point where we had too much David Tennant. Like, I did not think anyone would ever reach that point. Like, I'm never going to hit that point. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, because they teamed up in the comics. It's like, mate, does do you really think everyone reads the Doctor Who comics? They, they don't. Yeah. Like, you know, people who read those are just getting even more of the good stuff. Like, let them let them interact. Mm. Let them interact. I get the, the idea of, you know, they should have all the Doctors in there. And, you know, if they're going to bring Tennant back, they could also bring... Aldi, please, I beg. Or Matt, or like, yeah. you know, they could. I f- I f- he'll, he'll come back eventually. Or Paul McGann. I mean, I mean, we'll hope, hold out for the six. It was so on the nose, the way that quote of David Tennant's in that trailer was literally Paul McGann's quote from Night of the Oh, Doctor. just straight that from that That was so minister, on the nose. Yeah. I loved it, but I was like, oh my mm. God, stop teasing me. Like, 
Paul is the biggest weight, like the biggest dropped ball in the whole thing for me because the the TV oh, movie I've not watched for a while, brilliant. but I remember enjoying it. But like I haven't Paul seen Legan, it. I want to do a video on it. You haven't seen it? No, Get the I have Blu-ray. not seen the movie. It's mo- literally on Amazon. Get the Blu-ray. Do it. Uh, I I am go- I, I plan. I think next year is going to be. I mean, I haven't put much thought into it, but next year will be my classic who year because i don't think we're gonna get a series next year so i was like okay well i'll, I'll see if i can you know do some kind of classic who content but yeah the the tv movie is high up there on my watch list yeah from what i remember it's a good film it's just not amazing i mean i might watch it like now and be like okay it's not amazing but i remember paul mcgann was like the standout he was a great casting for for the doctor but yeah. just those five or six minutes in that night of the doctor episode before the fifth anniversary like that is some of Stephen Moffat's finest racing, I think, in like the whole of his run. So exciting. And it's like, it's so Paul McGann exciting. could have had a whole series like that, and it would have been so good. Like That is such a wasted opportunity. Like Now, if they try and do like a, a spin-off for Ruth, which I'm thinking they might be considering, which I'm kind of like, all right, fine, whatever. Like If they do that and don't give Paul McGann a shot, I'm going to be really upset, because that man deserves it. Yeah, I mean, look, imagine if they like even got Moffat just to do like maybe an eight episode oh, anthology and just like a one-off thing only oh on my, BritBox oh my word. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god that'd be fantastic that'd be so good oh I really hope they take yeah. that because he's just like just he, he slid right back into it it had been like what 15 no 15 16 16 years since the TV movie and he just slid right mm. back into it he was right into it came and he back was, and you're like he was wow. almost like he was better like the writing made him a better doctor and it was just like, how can you take so long off, come back, and be that good? Like, how? How does that work? Yeah, only only Paul McGann. Only Paul McGann could. Bring him in the 60th as well. Get them all in. Let's have six or seven. Yeah, Jody's left by yeah. then, then we could have seven Doctors. Who knows? Imagine. Who knows? It might, it might get a bit hard to struggle that many, but boy, I'll take it. I would take it with, with like, ease, with pride. I'd be so happy. Um, yeah, no, split, split them up and then give them all at least a scene each to justify why they're there and then have the Daleks or whatever and we're having a good time. Mm. But as for evolution of the Daleks for the Christmas special, I just... Oh, oh yeah, yes. there is also, like, the new design of the Daleks, which I, I like. I like the new kind of, like, sleek thing. Although I do think that they're quite small and I wonder how an actual Dalek fits into the casing. Like, I don't really know how much they thought that through. Oh. <laughs> like, they, unless they're, like, really I, skinny Daleks. I didn't Daleks. Even think about that. Like, I was like, how yeah, are they fitting like, inside that? All oh. squish- cramped mm. in there. I'm sorry for ruining the illusion. For I didn't really me. think about that. But <laughs> no, no, that's that's all right. I'm just going to be thinking about that the whole episode. Be like, how do how do they get yeah. in there? But now all I've got left is Captain Jack. We just bring him back. That that's that's what we need. We just need Captain Jack. Yeah, back. look, it. I mean, there's been there's been so much talk and like that's what all anyone else is saying. And I feel like if they don't have him back at this point, then it's just uh, I don't know. I like who started that rumor then? Well, um, see, I think I remember it was because. There was oh, there was a video on Doctor Who's YouTube channel, and it was something about like like Jodie and Mandip were like playing some kind of game together, and it was while they were filming yeah. the series. And in the in the corner of the screen, there was a guy with like a blue shirt on and braces that they couldn't make out the face of, but like he was in the distance. And it was like, is that John Barrowman? Because if it is, that means they've both been filming on the same set. And if that's the case, because they filmed the Christmas special right after series twelve it would stand to reason that they yeah. might actually have a scene together, at least a scene. Exactly. And I think that was what mainly started off. And I'm like thinking, well, that'd be great. Plus, I actually forgot how blunt he was in Future of the Jadoon until last night about seeing her. Like, he literally says, I'll see her soon. It's like, okay, you're yeah. definitely setting Well, I mean, up, so. like, he he has to come back at some point, but I don't know if they're saving him for, 
Series 13. But I mean, look, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff pointing to this, um, like Christmas or New Year's special. Um, yeah. So we can we can only hold out, but I, I like I don't want to I don't want to be disappointed in the like even if it's a good episode and the fact that he doesn't rock up. Yeah. But. But I mean, we'll like, see. Who's gonna save her from the prison? Like she's clearly been in there for ages, judging from that picture and from the other picture. The, yeah. The, the fam, not a fan of that term. Really, really of, don't like it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like it was funny in the yeah. first episode, but actually calling the fam, no. But like seeing them all being like, yeah, oh, we, I've we got I've got out. a video coming up. I've got a video coming up on um, why Doctor Who's fam doesn't work. And I, I will literally be talking about um, some of the examples you brought up of, of the other um, TARDIS fams. I was like, when you were saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's read my script for my next video. Um, you want a special guest? Bring yeah. me on. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. Um, um, but yeah, no, the the fam, the fam term has has so died off a bit. But I mean, look, if we're speaking about Revolution of the Daleks, there, there is a huge rumor that Ryan and Graham will be departing the show yes. and Yaz will be staying on for series 13, which I find, look, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting episode if that happens because as I was saying just then, like I hope that Jody gets a bit more screen time, but if it's going to be a companion exiting ex- episode or two companions exiting they kind of need to do them justice for me to feel anything for them, or not be like, "All right, well, that was that was those two. I, I wonder um, whether it's too little, too lazy that they do, especially with Ryan. Like, even if they gave him like a reason, like it might be like, "Oh, now I'm actually sad for him to go," because like right now, like I heard Ryan was going, and I was like, "Good." Like it, it it's yeah. it sounds really bad, and I don't mean it as bad as it sounds, but it's kind of like you're getting rid of the dead weight because he's just not the person I'm interested in. Like Graham and Yaz were the yeah, people no, I really exactly. liked, and now Graham's going too. And I'm like, mm. Bradley, no, but he is like 60 years old. I can imagine two years of Doctor Who is probably a bit grueling for him. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's absolutely. Like, mm. But I hope they just keep Yaz. I hope they don't start bringing more people in because then Yaz can actually get a chance to develop properly. But yeah, so I I, I hope that if they do get rid of them both, they do, they do them justice like you. And I just I personally think because the fam can't rescue jo- I really I'm never going to say that again because the group cannot like rescue <laughs> Jo. They don't know where she is. They don't know how to get to her. It just makes sense that Jack might pop up in a Jadoon prison, considering he was being chased oh, by yeah. like, people for stealing something. Was he being chased by Jadoon? I don't think he was, but he was being chased I don't think by he was somebody. Being chased by, but he he was being he was on the run. He was yeah. in a big old rush. So they could, that, that person. Could, you know, I mean, it's a very good point. They could hire Jadoon to catch him. Yeah, it'd be such an exciting pre-title sequence with you know Captain Jack breaking the Doctor out of prison yeah. and both being like what if they're like cellmates or something oh imagine that oh. if they were just cellmates and then we get another like utopia style scene like that have you had work done like that scene is fantastic yeah yeah exactly oh it's so oh, my. anyway like, no, the grin see, on his face this is what I'm talking about getting my hopes up oh my god the grin on his face when Graham said that the Doctor was a she now like he literally like he was gonna yeah. like, wet himself <laughs> in front of Graham he was like oh my god that's fantastic bloody brilliant yeah yeah, so I really just hope. And as for the air date, for God's sake, make it Christmas. Oh, it'd it'd be an absolute treat. I mean, I literally commented on your video about this. Like, I, I like the whole thing about we don't know when to put the the, the Christmas the, the festive special. Like, from what I'd heard, it's what I said in the comment. It's like I'd heard that they basically run out of ideas to use Christmas, and so they just avoided the Christmas time slot. But it's like for years yeah. they've not really properly followed it. I mean, the Return of Doctor Mysterio was literally just a superhero CW rip off episode. And it was snowing. There was not. There was nothing Christmassy to uh-huh. it. Like I mean, the, like the most the most current reference was that Capaldi went. I flooded downstairs with Pokemon. 
Like that was like the Pokemon Go time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then Twice Upon a Time was just the Christmas Armistice. But even then, it was still like a good finale to them. Like, it doesn't have to be all about Christmas. You could just set it at just, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, just like, set it New Year's. at Christmas. Like the New Year's special resolution. Mm. What was there that was really like, oh, we're a bit hungover after New Year's, New Year's party. Year's. It's like, well, you could be a bit hungover after having a bit too much drink with the chicken. Like, you know, like, exactly. Could, exactly. Like, there was nothing really particularly like New Year's only about that episode. They could have easily made it Christmas and just not really touched on the Christmas themes. There wouldn't have been much of a much of a need. Oh, that reminds me of that, that special that they got rid of unit. Oh, I've just forgotten about that until now. Oh, t- oh. oh that. Oh, I that mean, I the- like that episode, but then that just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, oh come on. Like, imagine, imagine if Kate Stewart, imagine if Kate Stewart would just join that episode. That'd be so exciting. Just, oh no. The ru- the rumor is that revolution of the daleks is like a soft sequel because i think in rev in resolution they um the dalek like sent a message to the dalek fleet or something and the rumor is that this episode will start with that message being sent ah okay apparently i i reckon i reckon if jody sticks to the whole like going after three seasons thing this is a theory i've literally just come up with now but if she sticks to the the three series thing i reckon She'll go at Christmas, like most of the Doctors, and it'll be like the final one of a trilogy of Dalek stories. Like this will oh, all link together. Be, you be see, like, that's that's quite satisfying. Yeah, that's quite that'd be quite good idea. if they did that, like a final Dalek story, and that's the one where she bows out on. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Like a, a multi-Christmas story. That's they've never done that before. That could be interesting. I'd be down for that. Yeah, a little Christmas trilogy. But like, I remember seeing someone being like, "Oh, there's Daleks on a bridge," and it's like there was some bronze Daleks and some of the new Daleks, like having a fight or something like it sounds like an actual revolution which i think they did during was it sylvester mccoy's run or colin baker's there was like something about like a a dalek civil war oh. like imperial daleks and rebel daleks or called? something I, I have the trading cards for it that's about as far as my knowledge goes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like oh there was it said on like little like the fun facts there was a civil war between daleks i was like wow that sounds cool yeah <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome kind of like the way that the the new paradigm daleks in matt's run killed the old daleks which by the way like my, one of my last comments about the show before we bring this to an end because my god we've been going for like an hour and 40 i told you we have we oh my like word. the paradigm daleks the colored ones yeah those were great I, I i don't i don't care what people say i thought they were fantastic and i did not like moffat moffat for chicken it out and backing up on that like that upset me i, I was like who cares if some people don't like it stick with it don't just back it up yeah look well uh i look i'm a huge doctor who fan but that's probably one of the things i'm like and eh, i don't know i feel like victory of the daleks didn't really mesh all that well with me but i did love the way they looked in asylum of the daleks that made them kind of glossy and i'm like wow that's pretty cool yeah like the red one was very 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 glossy like, like yeah. it was literally a game of where's wally i was like going okay where, where are they is, oh, are there's, there any, there's, oh there's, one. there's one paradigm dalek over there there they, they haven't completely forgotten they exist yeah okay, cool and then it's just a whole parliament full of like ten thousand bronze daleks and then just one or two like different colored ones in between it's like wow you really Really aren't going through with that. Right, cool, cool. But I have so many contracting opinions like that. Like, I like Love and Monsters. I really like Love and Monsters. And anyone who thinks that I'm stupid for that can, can go and screw off. I... Uh, the only thing I don't like about Love and Monsters is the ending little uh, paving slab. We have a love life. Uh, let's oh, say the, oh. the, the, the joke that eee! sucked. Let's say let's say that because that pretty much sums it up. Because, yeah. oh. oh, when I saw that and I rewatched that, I was like, Oh God! Oh, that's what you're saying. Oh, because oh, no. it's like a ten-year-old or yeah. however old I was, like eight or nine. You don't get that. Doesn't you don't, you register. Don't, you, like you just Doesn't think, wow, register. he's kissing a paving slab. He's doing more than kissing the paving slab, and that is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's. 
Oh, it's like, come on. <laughs> this episode, I liked the Absorbal off. He was goofy, but I quite liked him. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like Peter Kay, so that was probably half the reason. I don't know. But Well, I mean, here's, here's my question to you. Do you um, think that Fear Her is a worse episode than Love and Monsters? Yes, a million times yes, because I actually don't like Fear Her. Okay, I'm glad we can agree on that. I think Fear Her is one of my least favorite episodes. I it's don't know. Like, it's like the episode builds up to the... To the creature, like, like leaving via the Olympic torch, and all of a sudden, the dad's just suddenly coming back again. And it's like, wh- wh- yeah. what? The episode- I was ready to get off five minutes ago. Why are we suddenly going back here? And then it was all over again. It was just... It was very bizarre. And also, it has one of the most annoying continuity issues ever. And it's a very, very tiny one, but it really annoys me. If you look at what the scene it tell me? <laughs> when the doctor gets the jar of, like, Marmite and sticks his fingers in and goes to eat it. Yeah. The first time he does it, he puts one finger in, or there's, like, one finger in his mouth. And yeah. And it changes back to Rose, and it goes back to when he's got two fingers in his mouth. Oh, no. It's, like, it's a really tiny continuity issue, but it really bugs me. <laughs> well, if I ever go and rewatch Fear Her, I'll be like, oh, that's what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. I'm very sorry. That's all right. That's a glass-shattering moment. But, yeah, so I just... I hope Revolution of the Daleks will be really good. That's that's my main thing. I'm just like having watched the Timeless Children again now. I'm like like I feel a bit more psyched up for it, and I hope it's Christmas because if it is, then it's less than two months away now. So wow, that's a great point. Oh yeah. my gosh, it is less than two months till Christmas. I, I need I need Wowie. something in my life that I like. Like there's no there's been very little Star Wars this year. I need to watch The Mandalorian. Still, I still haven't. Yeah. There's been no Marvel films, which is killing me inside. And <laughs> Doctor Who being like gone for the whole year, and then now they're like. Oh, we're hoping to start filming before the end of the year. Like, if they start filming soon, they might be able to get it out at the end of 2021. Maybe. It, like, it Maybe. will still be, like, consecutive years. But then if they do, the next season will definitely be 2023. So there'll be a year gap either this time or next time or whatever. Like, ugh. I miss the days when it wasn't hard for them to just make a series every year. Like, you know. You exactly. I don't, I I don't know days. how they did it. I simply don't know how they did it. No. Maybe maybe because a lot a lot less of it was post. Like I mean, Lazarus creature, hello. Yeah. Like, you know, the CGI probably was not as, as strenuous as it used to be as it is now. You know, I don't know. Because the like like you said, the cinematography and stuff like now, like the the post production, the cinematography, the CGI in the, in this this current run is really like it's it's taken a step up definitely. Oh yeah, it it absolutely has. It looks like the the, the Netflix the music. shows now absolutely. The music I'm not so sure about. I'm not gonna lie to you. It, I, I do notice that Murray Gold isn't there anymore. I miss him yeah, dearly. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, it's I don't. I can't really think of any real notable tracks, which is which is a shame because you know we had the you know the whole uh, Matt Smith like dun 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 dun. Well, dun, for me, dun. the Masters one stands out, but for I think for a very bad reason because why I think, and this is just my theory, I think that. The composer says, was it Segun or Segun? I don't even pronounce it. I think he yeah. watched the Star Wars films, heard Kylo Ren's theme, and went, that sounds good. Because Kylo Ren's theme's like, dun, 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 dun. And the Spy Master's theme is like, dun, 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 dun. And it's very, very similar. Like, I remember noticing it. I'm going to have to. Oh my God, that is like. I'm going to have to re listen now. Yeah. Like, just, just the bit when he says Spy Master, compare that with the opening bit of Kylo Ren's theme, they're almost identical. Oh, I can I can hear it in my head now. Yeah. That's so funny. Wow, what an excellent It might be completely accidental, but once I noticed it, I can't unnotice it now. And it's ironic, because I love Kylo Ren's theme, and I love the Master's theme, and I'm like, well, you know, if they're yeah. similar, then <laughs> so be it, whatever. I don't know, but... And whatever. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> 13's theme's quite cool, but I've only really properly heard that now because of, like, like looking it on Spotify. Yeah. Um, so that I can't really count that. Like, I kind of heard it in episodes, but not properly taken it in. And then I also really like his theme remix. Like, the whole intro, intro for the for her era is really cool. Oh, yeah. Th- like, that's, I like that's that. That's a bit of fun. That um, is a bit of but fun. But beyond that, yeah, like, I can't name any key tracks, whereas there's loads, like... I, I literally have a playlist because I'm that sad. I literally have a playlist on Spotify called Doctor Who Bops that's just full of like oh. Murray Gold's like <laughs> finest stuff and like it's just oh like the Shepherd's Boy Mar- Murray oh. Murray oh yeah oh the Shepherd's that, Boy oh, powerful, oh a masterpiece powerful stuff on replay we need that was brilliant. the series that ten was soundtrack brilliant. like there's so many good bits like mm. the Shepherd's Boy like re- read like um what do they say the re what's the word for it. Oh God! What do you What do you want about? What do you want about? When When they redo the Shepherd's Boy in in the Doctor Doctor Falls, it's like it's like a not a remaster or a remix. It's a different rearrangement. Oh. That's it. Rearrangement. Rearrangement. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like when he's got walking around like zapping all the Cybermen. It's just like it's far more grand yeah, than in yes, Heaven Sent. And I'm like, that's right. oh my God, this is beautiful. Like it's just like yeah, all that no, it's stuff. very clever. It's very clever how they do. He that. said he was working on it. He said that the Series Ten soundtrack was getting closer to becoming a real thing. So I'm hoping that it still releases. Like. But, oh, who knows? In fact, speaking of Shepherd's Boy, for, for, little fun fact before we bring it to an end: Did you notice in the Day of the Doctor they actually used the Shepherd's Boy at one point? Like that that, that motif of the, of the Shepherd's Boy first appears in that. Like, if you listen when uh, the three Doctors are together and Matt Smith is like, "I've changed my mind. We're going to save Gallifrey." You can hear the Shepherd's Boy motif in the background, and that's where it first pops up. Yeah, like you hear that, like you do hear that in that episode. And I realized when we did the watch long, and I went. Oh my god, that's the shepherd's boy! And my mum just looked at me very confused, like, the who yeah. now? I'm like, the what do you music mean? from yeah. Heaven Sent. She's like, <laughs> what character? What? Like, she's, she was very confused, but I was like, oh my god, I noticed the music! And I just, I never get, I don't have those moments with, with the new composer, and I just, it's a shame. No. It's a real shame. Because, like, even Murray Gold in his first series, the Slovene theme, I mean, hello. Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the spaceship hits Big Ben, that whole thing is so good. I really like the Slovene as well, so I'm just sliding that one in too. The Slovene are some of my favourite aliens, and I really don't care. The farting jokes are excessive, Wowie. but as monsters, they're really cool, which is why Sarah Jane Adventures using them to death was fantastic. Yeah, I think I have a, a similar similar standpoint. I just I'm not I'm not for the farting, but I like the concept of them. <laughs> I watched I watched the Sarah Jane Adventures episode with the the Blatherine in like the gift one, like literally a couple of oh, days yeah, ago, yeah, the yeah. orange Slovene. Because I, I remember that was like one of my favourite stories of the show. I completely forgot how she killed them in, in, in the end. I did not. Do you remember what, the, what she? she did? I can't remember. Let's, let's remind you and, and hear your discomfort. So the whole thing about that plan, the way they fix it is to play like really loud noises, like like a really high-pitched school bell, like destroys the yeah. plants. She sees that the Blatherine are all eating rackweed when she's kidnapped on, the, on their ship. She sees some, some stuff in their, their guts with it. She then, when they arrive in the attic, gets Mr. Smith to play the noise and their stomachs explode... And they just blow up. They fart themselves to death because the raccoon <laughs> was triggered in their stomachs. I, re- I watched it and went, oh my God, there's no wow. way that's how you killed them off. I did not. I remember them exploding because I remember there being that's orange gunk everywhere. So but I didn't. I thought she just vinegared them. But I was like, yeah, oh, no, that's what didn't. I was imagining. But no, she, she just made them fart to that's death. That's so like, funny. You can tell it's a kid's show when they pull off stuff like that. Like, oh. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. You can imagine Liz Sladen like, reading the script and being like, Okay, we're making them fart today. All right, okay, all right, all righty. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Children's I miss show. Liz Sladen. She was fantastic. Oh, no, she, absolutely. She, she was so was good. Absolutely brilliant. My God, absolutely imagine her brilliant. meeting Capaldi. That would have been perfect. Oh, don't, that would have. That's bringing tears to my eyes. Even thinking about that. Well, actually, I read that Chris Chibnall said that if if Liz Sladen had still been around, he would have wanted to bring Sarah Jane back in series thirteen. Which, if that's true, is wow. lovely. 
So that's beautiful. But it's just it's such a shame. Like she was so good. Like even like the episode she did with David Tennant and with Matt Smith, they're both fan- like really really good episodes. Yeah, they're so good. It's just she's no, but she was just fantastic. Beautiful. Like like one of the only like, in fact the only classic serial I've watched all parts of is the John Pertwee one with the Sontarans, with, with which is Sarah Jane's first episode, and it was because yeah, yeah. it was her first episode. I was like, I'm going to watch this, and I'm going to see what I think of it. And I genuinely, for a 70s Doctor episode, I really liked it. I thought it was quite cool. That is, uh, I don't think, I don't think, I've, I know that that's Sarah Jane's first, but I don't think I've seen it. So I, I do look forward to that. You've really, you've put, you've got some homework for me. You got some homework. I got to listen to Shepherd's Boy. Got to watch a bit of Classic Who with Sarah Jane. The 50th anniversary. Just, just that one bit. Just that one scene where like. Where they all start to realise what Matt Smith's plan is, and John Hurt's like, "Oh, that is good." That yeah, listen, and you'll hear the motif in there. That's crazy. And then also compare Caloran's theme with the Spymaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. That's the other bit of homework. That's the other bit of homework. Once, I once need. you hear, it's funny because I put it in like the Doctor Who Discord, and I was like, "Listen to these two things and tell me they're not the same." And literally everyone that listened, they were like, no, "I can't hear it." And I'm like, you, "How can you not hear this? How can you not? <laughs> it's so blo- it's so painfully obvious. Like even timestamps the right bits as well." And I was just like, "How can you not? Okay, whatever. So, I don't know." Whatever. Anyway, whatever. I'll, so, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. In in the conclusion to what is definitely going to be the longest episode of this show we've had yet. So, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well done if you made it this far. Mate, mate. Nah, honestly, like I, I knew this was going to happen, and I'm very glad because it's very nice to just kind of theorize about Doctor Who people because I don't know a lot of people that still watch the show, to be honest. <laughs> Same. Um, I have a mate that's just recently got into it, but he watched it all on Netflix, and he doesn't have BBC iPlayer. He lives in Ireland. So he hasn't seen the Jodie Whittaker episodes, and I kind of uh, feel bad because I think I left a bad taste in his mouth with regards to Jodie because I wasn't a big fan at the time I was telling her about it. Like I'm saying to him now, I'm like it's okay. Tell I'm strategic, them strategic remember, episodes. But... You can tell strategic episodes to watch. Yeah, I'll be like, watch these ones. I'll be like, oh, okay, fine, fine. But like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, it's really nice to be able to talk to someone about it. So absolutely, thank you very much. Before we go, uh, are there any future projects slash social media slash whatever you want to share with people? Oh. Oh gosh! I mean, look. I mean, we're trying to do um, uh, fortnightly videos, and uh, every other week we'll be doing a live stream, hopefully. So that'll just be on my YouTube. Um, yeah, check me out, Crispy Pro. Weekly content. It's it's a good time. It's good fun, and I do have a Twitter as well. If you wanna see me on there at Crispy Pro, that's crispy with three E's and a pro. <laughs> Um, and yeah, no, that's, that's all. I don't really have anything huge coming up. Um, except for, I'm think at the end of the year, I'm going to do a Hootube Rewind, which is a bit of fun. We did one last year and it was very, very good. A lot of people liked it. So hopefully we're doing that this year. It'll be a bit of a different one because of the year that we just had, but, um, yeah, that is coming up. And yeah, Ooh, so I, have, I don't think I've seen you, your Hootube Rewind from last year. Oh, it's just, it's just, I just basically got a bunch of hootubers to film a few cameos and tried to make a somewhat succinct story um so i've still got time to become a hootuber and then take part okay sounds good oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> if you can do it do it before Legit, new like, years and then if i had to pick something no else worries. to do a youtube channel on besides gaming it probably would have been doctor who i ain't gonna lie to yeah. you. Like, that just seems like a really fun thing to have a channel for it just seems no, really it, cool. It, it is fun and the community the community is very good i mean there are some toxic parts that have sprung up but a overwhelmingly large majority has been absolutely pleasant and i've very much enjoyed being a part of it for the last seven years well i was saying to you before like like this all this makes me want to do now is actually do a podcast like where we just like talk about each episode as it happens so 
If oh, any yeah. of you ever think about doing that, please send me a message. I want to be in it. <laughs> oh, mate, ab- absolutely, absolutely. And and th- and thank you, thank you so much for this. Like, I think this is my first. This is definitely my longest podcast ever, if not my first <laughs> podcast. And thank you for making it a very enjoyable experience. My pleasure. It's been great to have you on, dude. It's been great to have you on. Uh, and thank you to everyone else for watching. So if you have enjoyed, as always, you know what to do. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you leave a like. If you listen on Spotify, make sure you're following the podcast. Keep in touch with new episodes every two weeks. And as always, as I said at the start, if you want two days early access to the episodes, make sure you head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Red Archer Live. Crispy had no idea I was going to do this little bit of shilling at the end, so I hope he's enjoying it. Um... <laughs> It's good. I love it's, it. It's, it's good, very it's good. It's a good bit of publicity. You know, I've got to, put, I've got to push the Patreon. That's, oh, yeah. That's... No, every, everyone, listen, let's do it. Go to the Patreon. <laughs> get it early. Let's get it done. Exactly. Exactly. Because they get to listen to it on a Saturday. And what's better? There's nothing better than listening to a podcast on a Saturday night. Nothing. Nothing better than that. Should I, should I, should I say that I don't tend to listen to podcasts? No, I won't say that. Okay, yeah. Saturday night's the best no, night to no, listen to a podcast. Listen to it there. Absolutely. Confirmed. Confirmed. Absolutely. But thank you all very much for watching. I will see you all in two weeks' time with another episode of the Redcast. Until then, thank you very much for watching, and I'll see you all soon. Thanks, guys.